It's just a good vibration. Bum, bum, bum. It's just a sweet sensation. It's just a good vibration. Bum, bum, bum. It's just a sweet sensation. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Feel it, feel it! Feel the vibration. And with that, hi guys. <laughs> How you doing? That's how a loaded doing? question. It's 2021. Remember when everyone was like, I can't wait for 2021. It's my right. Things are gonna be magically so much better. What movie is it that it goes from like dark to okay, maybe maybe I was wrong, but okay. Uh, <laughs> what was the movie that it goes from like dark to everything is like wonderful and, and like colorful? Are you talking about Wizard of Oz? Maybe Wizard of Oz. I'm just thinking of there's a movie where like the sun starts passing over like all the foliage and it starts like everything starts. It's magical. I want to say it's the end of Land Before Time. Am I wrong about this? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. And the That's the one with time. the animated dinosaurs, right? Yeah, but yeah. they get to the um, the lost land or the land that they had to get to. Uh, the tree of was, life I or whatever. I remember the whole thing was a quest for the star tree or the star leaves. Wait, are we talking Land Before Time or are you talking about Ferngully? No, Land Before Time had the star tree. Ferngully was the radical and bodacious fairies saving the forest. How how radical bodacious were they? Because Robin Williams was in that group. I mean, that is kind of radical. Yeah, but Robin Williams was not a fairy. He was a baddie like that. Yeah, he was. Baddie. Also, particularly that there's a quote at one point in the movie. One of them is referred to as a bodacious babe. It was the first time I ever heard that term as a child, but I bodacious thought it was pretty babe. rad. That, uh, that is pretty rad. I feel like that's very uh, Ted and oh. Bill and Ted vibes, calling someone a bodacious babe. Like I feel yeah. like that's where I heard it. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you guys ever see the new one, the new Bill and Ted? I haven't seen it yet. Not yet. Uh, we rewatched the first two in preparation for the third one. And we didn't get the third one yet. <laughs> the second one's lame. I don't remember the second one. The second one being one's so pretty lame. great. What are you talking about? There's the like, first one was where there's that. Android versions and they meet death. You don't like yeah, I mean that? death is great. Death is great. Death is the best part of the second one. Holy blanking on the second movie. When Remember the first one was the historical yeah. figures. The second one is the mo there's Bill and Ted's most excellent and then Bill and Ted's uh most bogus. Yeah. Remember the an they bogus had journey. evil androids and they take and they kill the real life Bill and Ted and they meet death and then yeah. God hooks them up. And yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. It was it was a it was a ride. It was, it was a lot of plot points. In a, a lot of things going I feel on. like the third one would be fun. I haven't seen it, but I have intentions. Of, like, it looks fun and silly, and honestly, sometimes you just need that. Yeah, always. That's why I don't know how everyone else is, has handled the pandemic, but in the last month and some change, we really got into The Masked Singer. But, like, we'd never seen it. So, I like, I know the spoilers exist in the world, okay. but we just binge watched it from season one to season four. And it was pretty magical. And it broke Raven at one point where he did not want to continue watching after one of the reveals turned out to be a political figure that I will not name. Uh, just in case I don't want to ruin the magic oh, for anyone. Oh, man, yes, that's pretty great. Yeah, it was. It what, I mean, 
I was uh, also I would say we got into the Masked Singer as a bit of an overstatement. Uh, I watched the Masked Singer. Um, it was all right. I like Ken Jeong. Um, and uh, you know there's other people there. No, Nicole's great. That's true. I, we like half of the judges. Uh, but regardless, no, yeah, there's there's one particular unmasking that I like. The, I was uh, I was uh, like Blah. unhappy with the performance to begin with, and then they unmasked, and then they doubled down, and it just was like no, and then stop, but then they didn't, and just uh, and for I I swear one of the cameramen like absolutely defied orders. They should have cut. Would Would you say they should have said? Pardon me. Par- par- oh, because of political pardoning. Ha ha. Okay, I get you. There we go. I thought you were a fancy British lady. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it was there. There was a, an obvious moment there where there was one of the pardon ones, right? I'm just just double checking. Yeah, I don't know for what sure. We're talking about. No, I think you don't know who we're talking about. Wait, maybe I don't know who you're talking about. There is he, this person I'm talking about. I think did appear on Mass Singer. I don't think so. There's only one political figure. Blagoy, Blagoy, Blagoy. Bill Gates, Bill Blagoy. O'Doyle. Okay, spoiler. Blagojevich. Who? Blagojevich. Is that on the, like the new season? The, the Is that mask dancer from Illinois who got arrested because he sold Obama seat. Blagojevich, his, his fucking name sounds like a vomit. He like, was on the mask Singer. No. Are you sure? We're talking about Sarah Palin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry for the spoilers, oh. but friggin' Sarah Palin was on there doing the worst MC Hammer you've ever heard, and there was an. Op- it wasn't MC Hammer. It was Sir Mix a lot. Oh, Put true. some respect true. on it. Yeah, yeah, I got oh, it twisted. That, I mean, uh, baby yeah, back. which she great. shouldn't have. And like I said, there was an obvious moment mm. where they were supposed to cut and fade the audio out. And the tech team went rogue and said, we're going to let her finish this song. They went over time that episode, and they let her go. Can I say? I was here for it. Can I say a fun rumor about uh, Miss uh, Palin, Miss Salem Pera? Yeah, yeah. Um, allegedly. 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 There's no confirmation on this. Allegedly, she had a tort affair with famous NBA basketball star slash former Miami Heat player Glenn Rice for like a good year. I love that journey for her. Good for her. Sure. Allegedly. I, 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 I don't know enough about Sarah Palin to confirm or deny that. Um, Would that make you feel better or worse about Sarah Palin? Or Palin Sarah, excuse me. Uh, you know, I... <laughs> Think I'm focusing on my mental health here, and I'm I'm not you know allowing myself to be distracted or dissuaded by negative vibes. So we'll leave it at that. Big answer. (laughs) That was mean. What she was doing with Glenn Rice sounds like it was pretty loving vibes, but I understand. Um, guys, uh, the crew is back. Me, Diana, Raven. By the way, are you guys officially going to turn in your angsty teenager, young adult cards now for middle-aged people? Since now you're avid watchers of Mass Singer. What do you mean? Gen Z are the ones that are like nah, bro. TikToking the guesses. But yeah, I, regardless, I fully accept my I'm basically 30-ness. I've never I've been trying to be 30 since I was 22, dog. We're good. Let me let me ask, uh what what uh vessels are you drinking your liquids out of today, guys? 
I have a Contigo uh, mm-hmm. uh, water bottle because, mm-hmm. you know, Coffee I love thermos. planet Earth. <laughs> Unlike some people uh, who use plastic bottles. I've got this super uh, dope emblazoned chalice. Uh, some could say it has biblical or even holy properties. Some might call it a grail. Uh, <laughs> some might call it a turvis. <laughs> it's a yeti. It's not, Carl. You think I got Yeti money? This is the Ozark Trail. (laughs) Yeti knockoff, whatever. But yeah, for me, it's for convenience. I'm drinking out of a fucking chalice. I feel fucking great. I was gonna say Raul's the one with an actual little goblet over there. (laughs) Goblet. Oh man. Is there any other fucking like houseware or like cutlery or anything that sounds more decadent than a goblet? Uh, you could argue scepter, but I don't know that 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 that's a, like that's a different quality. It's not like cutlery or dishware. Opulent. It's not something that you could actually uh, practically use in a practical sense. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> we got. We should put like a poll out there. What is the most opulent sounding ware or household item that's normally in households? A bidet. But day, <laughs> well, you know now it we have. It sounds so. Fa- I know it's like more so commonplace. It's that French, it's that French ass name. French it up. Depends how you feel. Like like a, it's it baguette a fran- a fancier bread is that that makes. I mean, sense. it's a type of bread, you know. Uh, baguette is actually French for hard and stale and terrible. What is the? I'm blanking now. There is an Italian bread that is super similar to a baguette, and it's not. I am super blanking on my really? my mind keeps saying brioche, but that's like obviously wrong. No brioche buns. Even though I do love a good brioche bun, and they probably are French. The only other bread I can think that's probably more like up there like, opulence oh. is like pumpernickel maybe but i don't even think pumpernickel yeah. pumper is like just a style of bread for me it's ciabatta ciabatta is a it's good like name sound name wise yeah that's a pretty good one I like. um i'm trying to think sourdough no sourdough you think like eh, you know it's not that like who wants sour stuff sour stuff is sourdough. for peasants sourdough but i'm just is... saying if you're judging it just based off the name Nah, when I go to Cheesecake Factory, no one's like, oh, yeah, can I get some bread? But don't give me the chocolate one, which is, I mean, I know it's not chocolate bread, but people <laughs> refer to it as the chocolate bread. Holy shit. There has to be an adult. Now I'm thinking about it. There has to be an adult out there now that goes to Cheesecake Factory purely saying, hey, yo, I'm, I'm, just, using, I'm just using this, this vernacular just because I'm just using it. It's not, I'm not saying anything here. Hey, yo, let me get that chocolate bread. <laughs> I always say the brown bread. When they're like, can we get bread? I'm like, I don't eat sourdough. It's okay. Yeah. Just just the brown bread. Just the brown bread. But then I dated someone who likes sourdough, so I give it to him. Yeah, no, every time the waiter asks, I'm like, you don't know me, baby. Die with dough. <laughs> I am a white, therefore I will eat the sourdough. We're, we're, said we're, Raven. We're caramel. I mean, I'd take focaccia if they had it. Focaccia. <laughs> What's the difference between focaccia and ciabatta? Now we're on this. Honestly, discussion? I think it's like a yeast thing. I don't know. And they they have both of them at Panera, and they give you both different sandwiches experiences. Fuck. 
I think one and of them has a lighter, more I think airy crumb. The new direction of our podcast. Oh, we gotta discuss these different <laughs> intricacies and the, the nuances of bread. of bread. Holy shit, man! It's this interests me a lot now. Oh, <laughs> like, no, man, there's uh, we they we, we would find an excellent niche too because of that whole bread community that came out of yeah. the early pandemic days. Oh man, this could be our, our this bread girl, the girl that smushes her face in bread. There's a what? The bread girl. You know this person literally is making like six figures a year just on YouTube. Not on, YouTube. not a fetish, not a sex thing. At least uh-huh. it's not from her. From her. Yeah. But literally, all she does is get pieces of bread, different kinds of bread, each episode, and she just smushes her face. Like she'll lay it on the table and she'll smush her face and roll it around. And mushy gushy get up in there, like lovingly bread. or like sexually or like how is it done? Does she at least review the pillow qualities of the bread? I don't think she talks. Is it like an ASMR thing? Is, is there any sounds noises? like an ASMR thing? Maybe not. I don't know. This, this reminds me of a person I found out who is on OnlyFans. I know OnlyFans and mm-hmm. Instagram are very different things. Um, also making six figures a month. Damn. A month. Pretending to be a pet puppy. Oh yeah, I heard about that. I'm jelly. That's... I'm jelly that well, like I didn't think of now. these things she... first. But you know what? good for her. I love ori- that journey. Originally, for her. originally she was just going around all the pet parks and all the dog parks of our great nation and just barking up a storm, galloping, or I don't know what you call it when a dog runs. Um and eating pet treats. That was her profession for at least most of twenty twenty. I, you know, this is a mostly judgment-free zone. Live your life. Uh, get your money, girl. Agreed. Girl or puppy? Puppy girl. However oh. you identify. Yeah. Puppy person. Whatever puppy. is your chosen pronouns or terminology, that's that's that. I can't stop thinking of Scrappy-Doo. Puppy power! I think that's what someone says to her when, like, they're, like, getting on. Like, hey, I'm going to give you some of this puppy power, Gray. Oh. I'm like, girl. Le- or lady, female lady, person, dog. I, uh, can I tell you something I discovered over uh, COVIDness and over all this stuff? I discovered all gas, no brakes. Have you seen this guy on uh, YouTube and stuff? You've probably seen his interviews. Um... Please, for anyone out there, go please check out this gentleman's YouTube, uh, All Gas, No Breaks. He basically goes to crazy conventions or crazy events mm. and finds the craziest people talking to these com- in these events. And you get great content, apparently. <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you mean by crazy? So he's been to, I guess, he went to the largest furry convention. He went to AVN Expo. He went to Burning Man. He went to the raid. He went to the raid on Area 51, the the whole event there. So, yeah, he's been to a lot of interesting events, pretty much. Uh, and it was just wonderful. And Oh, he went to a flat earth. There's a flat earth convention that it's I am flat earth dying. Do you think they like, vet anyone who wants to go? Not like a panelist, but I mean, like, do they think they vet even just like the the attendees to know that they're not? being told i will lie on whatever application to get into that goddamn event just to do what this guy did and I just want to, to watch the 
the beautiful minds of our great nation work. There was a really interesting uh, little mini documentary about the flat earth movement. And there was a really, really cool clip from uh, there is a bar somewhere in uh, L.A. or San Francisco area where there's a NASA facility there and like all of the NASA people go and get, you know, they hang out and get drunk at this bar. And there was one guy who one night, you know, grabbed a microphone and started speaking about the flat earth. And obviously everyone starts laughing like, <laughs> we work at NASA, this is stupid as hell. And he talked about it not necessarily as these guys are dumb idiots, but this is a failure on the education system to be able to reach out to these people because most of them aren't like dumb. They actually are like really interestingly mathematically um, adept. Yeah, they, they and it typically it comes from them being so obsessed with this idea that they can prove it, that they can run the math, that they can figure it out. Pause, 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 pause. That was beautiful, guys. Can we at least acknowledge how beautiful that was? Dana lovingly is holding the mic to Raven's face and hoping that Raven grabs the mic from Diana, but Raven instead is much like how. And forgive, I'm not trying to make this comparison, but I'm just saying, much like a dog, when you point something at their face and they're like, and they're moving away, like scrunching their neck. <laughs> so I was watching that for five minutes till Diana, again, trying to be very lovingly, grabs Raven's other arm to grab the mic. That was beautiful, guys. Oh, we need fucking video podcasts. Oh, it sucks. That was goddamn beautiful. Uh, I didn't didn't know what you were doing. I thought you were going back and forth. But either way, so yeah, uh, the short was he he thought that there needed to be an outreach for these folks because they run like tons of math and simulations experiments. They put crazy money into buying these like uh, super accurate laser, uh, not dynamometer, um, gyroscope things. Like they are so obsessed with like trying to run the math and figure this out because they feel like they can't prove that the earth is a sphere. So they want to figure out what it could be so there's an extent to which i almost i don't i don't want to say feel bad but like i don't you pity them almost yeah there's a little bit of empathy there but then also like if i got into the square or the the flat earth con i absolutely would want to like borrow some teriology and give a presentation on why it's actually a cube oh man i just i just want to go i just i have i've gone to like this point of people watching my life that like it has become the best entertainment. Like, there is no reality. Reality TV is bullshit. Real reality TV is just sitting at, like, a park somewhere or sitting at, like, a busy location, like a sub. Man, oh, man, I would love to be in a subway in New York every once in a while <laughs> just to see the, the crazy bullshit that goes on every day. and the, Or, like, just seeing, like, a person with, like, a certain regiment of things that they have to do before they get somewhere. And then seeing, like, the laissez-faire person and then just seeing the fucking, like, radical the free radical of humanity. Yeah, all the different peoples is. I'll, I enjoy people watching, especially if you've got another person there with you and you can sort of improv and riff. And like, I've, I've, in my experience, I've been able to enjoy that with people who are able to sort of, well, you hate people to be slightly, slightly, um, I handed it over to you because you were speaking. We need more microphones. <laughs> But either way, yeah, I, I, it, it's fun when you have someone who can sort of poke fun or make jokes without actually mocking anyone, because that's when it immediately is no longer fun. But if you can just sort of improv different lines about what that must be going through that crazy person's mind, what the hell is, what are you doing? What, 
what the shit are you doing? It's the fucking best. It's goddamn amazing. Um, so how has it been being in the post-apocalyptic world, apocalyptic world of O-Town? How you guys been doing with that? You would think that with the, the debatably more free time we have, we would have done more podcasts. I'm a little disappointed in the three of us. <laughs> I mean, it goes to show you. I picked up really a whole new career, bro. I don't know if you saw. We've <laughs> been watching. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, if you haven't been watching, uh, Raul calls himself a stand-up comedian now. I'm trying so. to do stand-up, failing every once in a, every once in a while. We gotta support him. You know, be supportive. Just you know, like those supportive grandparents that don't really get your jokes, but it's yeah. like, oh, sweetie, good for you. <laughs> Happy you're not doing crack and whoring yourself out. I like Raul. I, I I enjoy his <laughs> comedy. <laughs> Thank you, Raven. But uh, yeah, I think I think your comedy has been really good. I do uh think there should be a you know a very minor disclaimer for anyone who goes to the show. It's a bit high IQ humor. You got to be a thinker to get some of them. We try explaining to Raul that he's got to make the, the explanation part of the joke. Like you know, like when you explain a joke, it's no longer funny. But you got to be like, you got to make. Gotta make I the get little, it, guys. Like... I'm the new age Dennis hey. Miller. Thank you so much. Yeah. See, who the hell got that reference? Yeah, I don't know. Is that Dennis the Menace's dad? Just love seeing his face. Just so much rage. <laughs> no one watched that firefighter show, okay, Raul? That's Dennis Leary. Oh, and I really don't know who Dennis Miller is. Dennis Rodman. Chachi. Chachi. He used to host. He used to host Weekend Update. Weekend Update was him for a long time. On SNL? On SNL. Which year? The 90s. <laughs> Actually, probably the best year, because I was like the Sandler, Farley, him. Um, oh, my God. Who like else Norm is on McDonald's that squad? Tim Meadows is on that squad. Is. Nolly Shannon is on that squad. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. So why are we here? Now, why are you here? You're in my facility. You're, You're in literally my in my realm. mom's house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in Miami. <laughs> okay, you 407ers treat. coming down to the 305. I'm a 786 mofo. No, I'm just kidding. 386 crew up in here. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Remember when area codes, that was like the, like the crib. Anyone the, gave a the shit? Crips and the bloods of life. New York doesn't doesn't mess around with that their two on two bullshit. Well, now there's like there's like eight New York area codes. And I think that's why it stopped becoming popular. Is a they keep recycling numbers and area codes are starting to make less sense. And now you're getting plans that aren't necessarily rooted from your area code. So there are people in Orlando that have like a three two one area code. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, Orlando's four zero seven or three two one, and then here I feel like. Nine five four. Even though we all know that's like Fort Lauderdale and beyond, but Fort Lauderdale nine five four and five six one are Fort Lauderdale's numbers. But you know they try to be Miami. Yeah, they try, but they ain't Miami. <laughs> See, Trust me, was... I do stand up in both locations. There's a big difference. That's what was odd for me growing up in Daytona was everywhere from like Flagler to Ponce Inlet and all the way out into Deland, like a hundred square miles. All 386. Everyone had the same number. We didn't even, like, no one even asked what were the first three numbers. We gave seven-digit uh, phone numbers my entire childhood. You, you want to know something uh, fun about, much like this, mm-hmm. what you're talking about? Something I've loved about doing stand-up lately and learning about, like, different parts of Florida in general is that, like, 
I didn't know this fun fact for anyone out there. I didn't know this about Delray Beach. That mm-hmm. Delray Beach is the uh, is basically the the rehab capital of the world. Mm. Like yes, like I didn't know that. Like most people who go for like drug rehab or any type of rehabilitation, Delray Beach is very much considered like the capital of that. I don't know why I thought that was bigger on the West Coast. I didn't know that either. It's uh, these fun facts you learn. Fun fact, Clearwater has been taken over by Scientology. Clearwater's trying to fight back against Scientology. Sweetie, sweetie. Oh, Clearwater lost that fight a long yeah, time ago. No, they're trying again, like, recently, no, though. We all lost you don't the listen to the podcast. We all lost the fight, sweetie. On US1, right before the Versace mansion, there's a monster... Monster Scientology building. Big Tom Cruise and your witchcraft, please do not come after us. We do not have the money or the capability to even have an argument about this. We will succumb to 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 Lord Zulu and all the Xenu, excuse me, and all of your you know ways. Please don't come. The after w- us. the the thing. I mean, I don't know. Scientology is scary, and the fact that they were able to so effectively weaponize Clearwater's own government against itself, also scary. Uh, a lot of ha- facets about it are, but the thing that, that caught me was that they have, for the last several years, been working and doing a very good job at integrating Nation of Islam into Scientology. Nation of Islam? Yeah, it's, uh, like, that seems like a stretch, but they're, it's like a, they have a very, very happy partnership now and it's it, like everything else in Scientology where they talk about like, oh, yeah, you can be gay and be Scientologist. No, you can't. Once you get to the higher levels, we're going to audit that out of you. Same deal with you can join as a member of the Nation of Islam. But as you start working your way up, eventually they're going to say, yeah, you're not that anymore. You're just a Scientologist. Accept it. And it's scary that they can get something so radically different as Nation of Islam into the fold. It's like, dude, what the hell can't they incorporate? That's a little bit unnerving. <laughs> yeah, I've watched uh, the aftermath with Leah Remini on it's on Netflix and Hulu. I think I've watched it from beginning to end about like four times now because it's just so riveting and fascinating. And I think it's just like my monkey brain can't wrap around how crazy and real and true it is that I have to keep rewatching it to be like, oh, no, this is real. <laughs> like, this is freaking crazy. Like, I recommend it if you haven't watched it. It, it is a TV crack. It's like I can't stop watching it. Can I tell you one of the Wikipedia slash uh, internet wormholes I went down recently? <laughs> Those are always COVID, fun. Finding out who is a Scientologist. You want me to give oh, you some sad man. names? Michael Pena Michael was Pena. the one that hurts one of the Allegedly, Beck. Beck hurt me. Beck hurts. Beck hurts. Beck, hurt. Beck like, hurts, but I'm not surprised, which is the sad part. Um, I thought you would be hurt by Laura Prepon, because I know you've loved Donna from that 70s show. Oh, yeah, and she brought Hyde in it. No, Hyde. Also Hyde, facing. Whole family. Hyde's whole family. Yeah. Um, facing rape allegations. Uh, yep. Uh, oh man. Well, I mean, allegedly Will Smith, but Will Smith, there's no. Yeah, I think he's been really smart yeah. about 
Jada is a definite. Jada's a yes for sure. And Will is one of those ones that even Leah Remini has said, like, I can't say for sure whether or not Will is. Like, he, we, we see him around Scientology. He helped open a Scientology school. His wife's an obvious Scientologist. Like, it would make sense, but he also has, like, he made a Scientologist movie, but he's also done a good job of, or maybe it was his manager, of distancing his professional career from that. That was crazy uh, finding out that After is considered, like, a Scientology movie. Yeah. That blew my goddamn mind. Elizabeth Moss, who unironically le- plays the lead yes. in uh, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh. We're like, girl, <laughs> open sure your that? eyes, baby. A hundred percent. Holy shit. Uh, Giovanni Robisi? Yeah, yes. but like, do we care? Damn. I kind of care. I, I love Boiler can. Room. I but, love, yeah. I love him. Uh, oh, man. Oh, his per- you make, can make an argument. His performance in Saving Private Ryan is like one of the most memorable mm, performances. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was just interesting seeing like that list. It's like, God damn, Beck heard. I do have to admit, Beck was. I don't know why I'm saying it hurts. It's just a religious choice, guys. You know, whatever. But like, it's just you know. Yeah, you could be disappointed by people you admire. Yeah, don't There's don't. An extent too, and I'm not saying that this is an excuse, but like, Scientology for celebrity is. Not not to say that it's not Scientology, it is. Like, it's still wild, but it's, so, it's such a vastly different experience, not only from, like, Sea Org is its own thing, but even just your normal Scientology parishioner. It's yeah, they're treated very differently than, like, your average everyday joe it's one of those things where it's like yeah you pour millions of dollars into it and you open scientology schools and you do this and that it's like but do you even really truly grasp what it is that you're doing i don't know maybe that sounds myopic yes why are you guys covered in glitter so yes <laughs> our life choices but i mean that think freedom means earl no one it's like a raul joke you have earl? to say the uh, you have to give context uh, Have you seen the guy from My Name Is Earl recently? The, oh, he's the also Gordo? Scientologist. He's a Scientologist. Yeah, no, wait, Jason, Jason Lee. Lee is. But the other guy, Gordo, the, the, oh, um, the, ch- the, oh, yeah. the big guy, he's lost so much he, weight. Oh, he looks he good. He has a six pack now. He looks good. Yeah, dang, he's homie. Pretty cut up. Who would have known Mallrats? Boatman. Mallrats, fucking guy. <laughs> he's got uh, on that Kevin Smith plan, I guess. Maybe. The, I don't want to die of a heart attack plan. But I'll still wear jean shorts for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> But they're not even shorts. They're too Would that be- too long for pants, too short like for, Kevin's or whatever. Short. You know what I mean? What, what too long it? for shorts, too short for pants. There's a name for those. Isn't like deck shorts? pants? Or there's, there's like a name for it. Like I water it shorts. Something. Yeah. Okay. But like, <laughs> wouldn't it be hilarious? I, I love, I want to stay prefacely, I want to preface this by saying, I love Kevin Smith. I love many of his movies. Uh, But wouldn't it be funny if his demise came by the hands of his own jean shorts? <laughs> Like he's like, like, like wait, he's that. on an escalator and part of it gets, it gets caught in the escalator. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Yes. Uh, to answer your question, the reason we're in Miami on a forty-eight-hour trip yesterday was my niece's fifth birthday, the Big Five, ooh. and I painted her face like a mermaid and no mermaid is complete without an obscene amount of glitter and you know how glitter works we you've been to strip clubs everyone in my family ended up somehow with glitter on their face including raven and my brother (laughs) mine was partially by choice but (laughs) there was this comedian um he used to write for tosh.0 i love this guy 
um, he's had this joke about that he would love to quit a shitty job one day. And to give his resignation letter, he would just like put a glitter a, bomb, a glitter bomb in it, mm-hmm. and just have the boss open it. Glitter. He oh, it was best. I used to love that joke. God damn, I forgot the guy's name. Do you want to briefly emphasis on briefly uh, explain Freedom Joe, Joe, whatever his name is, Earl? Freedom Joe. Earl. Oh, I didn't even think I was gonna circle back to that. Okay, yeah. So the what the fuck do you think freedom means, Earl? Uh, it came from TikTok. This guy is at a tractor pull, and there was a very... F- what the heck is a tractor pull? Badass is what it is. It's kind of like drag racing with tractors, uh, but they put a big old sled on the back and different weight classes depending on your tractor, but the farther you pull it, the sled digs into the ground, so it gets harder to pull. So part of it is even getting to the end of the track, and then all the tractors that finish get to race it off so you can go the farthest. It's kind of badass. Uh, anyway... So there was, uh, this redneck was at one of these tractor pulls, and there was someone there super flamboyant, pink boots, pink cap, you know, flannel crop top, and someone, you know, starts grumbling, like, I don't know why you would come to a tractor pull wearing something like that. The guy next to him turns around, and he says, if he wants to, that is his God-given right. What the fuck do you think freedom means, Earl? And I just thought, that's beautiful. That's incredible. That's America. Joe Biden pardoned Joe Exotic, for goddamn sakes. He was oh, close. He was close. He was really close. Sense. He was really close. Really close. <laughs> so this is the part of the co- podcast where we finally start talking about what our intended purpose was, which is really that's close. On track. <laughs> really close. His name was on the Oval Auspice desk. Auspice. <laughs> Why? Why? I mean, so was. Forgive me. Oh my God! What's these guys' names? Um, the guy in Russia right now. Um, Snowden. Snowden. Oh, Snowden. Uh, and, and then the other, and Julian Assange's name were also there. They were also really close. Uh, Let me ask no. if 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 Trump pardoned Julian Assange and Edward Snowden, but snuck in Joe Exotic, would we be like, okay, that's even. That that's fair. No, <laughs> that's not how any of this works. As soon as you said Russian, I thought uh, Alexei Navalny, but Which one's that one? he's the leading of the Russian opposition, uh, basically the one main guy who's challenging Putin's authoritarian right, right, right. regime. Let's play a game. But Let's play a trade game. Yeah. Okay. You got to trade I me. I hate it already. You got to trade me pardoning Joe Exotic. But <laughs> I give you, I give you that guy, <laughs> I give you Snowden, and I give you Julian Assange. And you know what? what? Fuck it. The 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 pussy hat wearing ladies. I forget their name. Um, oh, right. from Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Let's go. go. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah baby. Tigers Woo! though. He's banned from owning animals. But whatever. Yeah. Let's conditional go. pardon. He's got to stay two hundred feet away from any animal, including his ex husbands. <laughs> He's no longer allowed to wear uh, any sort of tiger or leopard print. We'll let him keep his dangly eyebrow ring that's about to fall off. Though. How about the, the Prince Albert the size of a master lock? Can I mean, I'm not super interested in confirming whether or not that's been removed from his person, so <laughs> he, can, he can hold on to that. <laughs> <laughs> you see that the one husband got his teeth, he got his uh, dentures, he got, he he got teeth. It looks great. He yeah. looks like a... He looks like a it, handsome it, man. He looks like a it, it feels so shitty because, like, they, they, well, 
One Meth. of them did, but yeah, yeah, the the one who lived in the local area came, like, he had it, he had it rough, man. I I fucking my heart goes out to that gentleman. Also to the other one who came from California. Both of them, ugh, they they, mm. blessed be. Uh. So, anyway, so anyway. I'm really upset that 2020 ruined a lot of things, but more importantly, like puns last lost their luster because i can't make a joke about having 2020 vision and connecting it to marvel's wandavision so i just want to talk about how upset i am could you say that we that that we punted on 2020 i don't get it punt is a kick yeah no because you're saying there's no more puns there wasn't puns in 2020 so See this. So, if you ever want to experience Raul's stand-up comedy, it's essentially five minutes of that. I get laughs. <laughs> I get chuckles. I get ha-has. I, okay? I wheeze every time. <laughs> Thank you. No, Thank you. I do that thing that when you're like scrolling on your phone and you just like blow air out your nose really fast, like a. <laughs> like Trust me. Trust me, guys. My goal is one day to be as funny. My goal is to one day be. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> to be as funny as me, that's a good goal to have. What's your goal? It's a WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. See, that's the funniest stand-up you've done. Um. Yeah. We. We. So Disney Plus, by the way, has ninety-four million subscribers now. That's. Bananas. It doesn't surprise me. Because at one point, like 15 people were using my. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> uh, Wait, how many? See, but your problem is as soon as you swipe right on Tinder, you give a bitch your Disney Plus password. I get. I, first of all, I ain't on Tinder anymore. Did I ever tell you one of my bad Tinder? I'm totally taking a joke now from my act. Okay. Um. So I found out this. About Tinder. And I found out about this in general, dating online. So Snapchat and any chat you have has filters now. Even WhatsApp has filters. Um, and you can put uh, filters on your face and stuff like that, whatever. What I didn't know. Put filters on your dick. You could put filters on your filters. You can literally oh. have two to three levels of filters. So like Facetune. You, yeah, like a Facetune shit. So what happened to me is I was Facetiming one of these ladies, and I'm like, Got "Oh, catfished!" Oh, I get nice. excited. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you described when she turned her head too quick, and then I saw what she really looked like, yeah, yeah. Bamboozled. It 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 was like watching a magua turn into a goddamn gremlin Ooh. in your hands. Wow, that was harsh. That's uh, <coughs> you sure it wasn't just the lighting? No, it was like again. <laughs> Ray, this is like. You know, like in vampire or werewolf movies, where um, they you just see, like they either get hit by like the moonlight for a moment, and then like they turn immediately into the monster, like this, like that. I was like, "What?" The? I'm not saying there was a monstrous person, but like I was like, "This is a, diff- a different. This is a different person. You are not this person." No, two things that'll hit your self esteem the quickest when you open your Snapchat app and you see. Your face, and you got that ugly angle because you know you're just putting it on your chest, and then you got that awkward, like, what's this called? Double chin, triple chin, sometimes. 
where I'm at right now. It's like, and I'm sad now. And then when you put, uh, you're feeling yourself, taking some selfies with a cute filter, and then you turn your head wrong just for a second, and then you see what you really look like, and then quickly get the filter back on, and then you're like, oh, wow, I'm a monster. <laughs> Don't look at me! <laughs> So Raul, you wow, you've been on your phone like sixty percent. Oh, so the other times you've been on your phone while we're on this podcast and I've been on my phone, lady. What are you talking about? I heard whole Raven's whole tractor pulling thing. You were literally on your phone while he was ranting about the tractor. Looking up what a tractor pull is. Yeah. Anyway, Raven. WandaVision. WandaVision. I didn't think. Wait, 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 wait. We didn't talk about. It. We just had dim sum. How did you enjoy the dim sum? It's good. It's always good. Conchow, shout out Con- to Conchow. Conchow, Conchow. So good. So good. Is there any place that does better dim sum than that? No, I know Sunshine or Tropical, Tropical or whatever is right next to, good. like legit one block over. Yeah. From Conchow, but it just doesn't have the same. If anyone out there has like a good dim sum hookup, please let us know, especially here in Miami. Yeah, like, I guess it's good to try new things. What, what, what? No, it is good, but I'm also like, if I know what I Did like. Did you get jaded recently? What happened? Aren't no. you the one with the food podcast or the food thing? Come on. Oh, yeah, in Orlando. But I guess I'm like, Miami is just like, I want everything to be the same. Well, there is, though, so there's this Instagram account. I guess it's like a ghost kitchen or some underground stuff that has popped up a lot during the pandemic, which is like really shown how creative people are. Also, shout out to Edgar's. Chef Edgar's Kitchen, which they sell the best uh, shrimp cocktail, like Colombian-style cocktails, and uh, ceviche, and it's amazing. So check that out. But yeah, it's cool seeing like all these people finding their side hustle, unfortunately due to necessity, but also kind of utilizing like their skills and passions and being able to kind of make some ends meet or make a little bit of money. So there's... uh. Cracker Jacks, it's like Mama Dumpling or someone's dumplings, but it's like a Miami lady that does dumplings, the Dumpling Lady. Have you like heard Southern of her? Dumplings? No, like like or like Asian dim dumplings. Sum dumplings. Like dim yeah, sum dumplings. yeah, like Asian dumplings. Because I didn't, I recently found out that there's a difference. There's Southern yeah, no dumplings. Dumplings is and then there's not at all. Dumplings. There's there's an accent dumplings. <laughs> You love that story, so don't even get it. Don't even get started. Just put an R right after dump, guys. The Dumpling Lady MIA. So that is her Instagram handle. She's known as the Dumpling Lady. And uh, it looks great. It's like you order it, and it's a pop-up restaurant. They're frozen dumplings, so you can just buy them frozen and then eat them up at home, you know, when you're ready to rock and roll. Sweet. Question, because I just saw your, by the way, very nice phone cover, which is a bunch of sushi rolls. want to ask, because I saw this recently. I saw people doing this a lot recently on, like, Instagram and just videos and stuff. Are you stab the the sushi people, like, stab it with the, with the chopsticks, or are you grab? I'm a grabber, personally, but, like. People who stab it don't know how to eat sushi. That's because it's very popular. I'm illeg- it's not it is an illegitimate bastard child. No. It's like saying, oh, well, if enough people say irregardless, it's a word. No, it's still not a word. Stop trying to make it happen. Dope is a word. 
Homer Simpson's exclamation during the Nah, Simpsons. I mean, I'm like half kidding. I don't really care if someone Not. has to stab their sushi to eat it if they're like learning, mm-hmm. but they still intend to eventually master don't being able to grab. Don't settle for stab. Yeah, don't settle for stab. <laughs> I just didn't realize that was a thing. Like I've started realizing it's pretty crazy. I mean, if you want to be real about it, sushi is kind of intended to be eaten as finger food. Yeah, you eat with your yes. hands. Yeah, no one at the restaurant's going to judge you if you just put the chopsticks down and grab it. You know what's a bananas fact I found out? Salmon sushi, not popularized until the 1970s. I believe it. I mean, a sushi as we know it in America wasn't a thing until the 80s. It was because of... um. Norwegians trying to sell salmon, they made a big marketing push in Japan and marketed salmon sushi. I mean, it's my favorite sushi. And style. now, it's thanks Norway. I was just another thing you do to make the globe a better place. And question, like now, now that we're here, now you're a great person to ask. Would you consider that the flagship sushi? Like that is like whenever you think of sushi in your mind. Is that the first sushi you think of? For me specifically, yes, because it's my favorite. But I would say to like, if I had to pick the one, it would actually be tuna. I think mm-hmm. it is more popularized. You know, I think. Yeah. You know, you see those crazy like bidding wars for like the big old tuna yeah. fish. Uh, yeah, I think tuna is definitely the more common or popular fish sushi. What do you think? I think I'm so happy I got you to 45 minutes. Yeah, no, minutes I know. As soon as you hit me with the conchao question, I'm like, all right, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to go home to drive for four hours or anything and, and close my my eyes and get some rest. No, it's okay. You could keep devoiding me of joy. How do you like uh, the sushi scene here in Miami? The sushi scene could 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 work, you know. Couldn't um, there's two restaurants. I'm not gonna divulge them because I want them to stay like close not to my heart. Packed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, go ahead, bud. Wandavision, talk to me about it. Yeah, I would say steamed shrimp also is pretty popular as far <laughs> as like pick when you picture California like roll. yeah, like like in this and my phone case, it's like shrimp tempura cat. And a couple of sushi pieces. We call the one with the eggs on top. The must, uh, must. well, this is ikura, which is specifically okay. salmon roe. Okay. It's like the little red caviar yeah. that are kind of a little bit bigger than the teeny tiny ones. Gotcha. But yeah, California roll. I don't know. You gotta be careful with all that fish you eat. It's all that mercury. I love mercury. You know, it also known as quicksilver. Mercury, 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 mercury. <laughs> <laughs> The right insurance company. What? Oh what is it called? Liberty. <laughs> Liberty. Yeah. Well, I think it's just Liberty now. It's the mercury in my body reacting. <laughs> I do remember Mercury Insurance having some really weird alien-themed commercials in the early to mid-2000s. How did they not go with, like, Mercury, the roman equivalent to hermes no they went instead with mercury we're totally not aliens and i thought that was a way better advertisement campaign better than mercury we are like remember that scene in hercules and they got the messenger and i have like wings on my feet mercury we'll get your insurance fast you can count on us 
How is that not the better tar uh, marketing ploy? One of those took like two minutes to explain. <laughs> One of those was an elevator pitch. Can I tell you a fun thing I just realized? Yes. For most of my childhood here living in Miami, I thought the second biggest insurance company right after State Farm was Estrella Insurance. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> Iconic. Uh, got some good ad campaigns too. They just literally will print a normal billboard and then lay it upside down, and it's like we turn prices on their head. <laughs> oh my god, that's Miami. That's Miami AF right there. I'm so upset. There's no public subword anywhere in Central Florida that I know of. I'm sorry, bud. Even like my brother earlier, he was out and he's like, I'm at Windis Win Dixie or whatever, you know, Fresco y Mas. Yeah. Because that's what it is now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a unique thing. Not that I liked Win Dixie. Yeah, all over though. There's like CVS y Mas, like Yeah, CVS yes. Mas, right right down the street. Everything is Imas. That's the plus Imas, that's, yeah. of, of everything. That's Disney Imas. Oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of Disney Imas. Speaking of so yeah, back to uh, <laughs> Disney Plus and a ninety-five million subscriber and Wanda Vision. How do you guys feel about? It? How do you guys like us far? We got like what five episodes, four episodes. I'm caught up with up to episode five. So yeah. today, episode six was released, and no one at this table has watched it yet. Yeah. Yet being yes. the operative word. Yes. Do you want to maybe like get together via Instagram? on saturdays to like discuss the previous episode wow i have a previous engagement i can do that other days or no, i can do that whatever. friday it's okay just saturday you know, sell out the my dumb question that's fine i'm not salty. oh my god oh you're so salty you're so salty i know how salty you are madam don't even think i don't know sorry i thought we were friends my bad oh, i'm just gonna delete the story from cosplay fame every once in a while <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be locked out of your account and be like, why can't I log in? <laughs> I thought I posted this like five hours ago. Why is it not there? Why is no one coming to see me? Damn. Nah, my dumb question is a lot of fun. They're great guys. They are. You would love, you would love Shane. I think you and Shane. I do love too. Shane and in the sense that I haven't met them, but I still have love for them. Okay. So. Fun. What? We watched some of the show. It's fun. Yeah. yeah it's it's a good great. Time. Oh, you, you watched me and Shane talk? Yeah. We support you. Which one did you watch? Did you watch it one? The first one that you, the first WandaVision one where you had to like pinch watch an hour before. Dude, you know how like I was like ah! just like uploading like I felt like fucking Neo in the Matrix. Like, ah! just, like I knew something was up the moment you asked me for your Disney Plus password. I'm like, wait, I thought you were using your brother's. I mean, it's yours, of course. But I'm like, you okay, buddy? What's going on? <laughs> I was like, fuck, I have to be a participating nerd right now. <laughs> get back into the grind. Figure out how to watch everything at double speed so you can get through it quicker. <laughs> I know. I knew someone that did that before Endgame. I was talking about fucking, I don't know if you heard in that first time. I was talking about things. That were news back in the 2019 <laughs> Comic Con release. <laughs> That's how like old I am. Like now, I'm like, oh man, yeah. 
Now, okay, just to update you, super rapid yeah. fire to keep you up to 2021. Although some of us done been new, Joss Whedon was a problem. Now it's official. Yeah, now it's... Uh, Gina Garabolo, whatever her name is. No, not Garabolo. Gina Carano. Yeah, that lady, Mandalorian lady, she outie. Uh, Marilyn Manson is also recently canceled Ooh, because it yeah. turns out... I hate... Unless he gets the Chris Brown treatment and no, he does a song with Lil Dicky. because he's physically abusive to not only his <laughs> former partners, but his <laughs> his bandmates are talking. Yeah. And his bandmates have penises, so obviously people are going to, you know, give I mean, a shit. It shouldn't matter if penis It shouldn't. Not, but, right. like... Um, so I, I mean... What <laughs> angers me about the Marilyn Manson thing mm-hmm. is, like, I feel like that Tyra Banks gif or scene where she's like well, i was rooting for you we were all rooting for you i'm not gonna lie i feel like marilyn manson has been trashed in my personal eyes since i saw him on the soup with joe McHale like five six maybe seven years ago i'm like i, I don't like him like he seems off but not in a like oh he's oddball and different he's he gave me like like you're a bad person vibes yeah um and it's hard to describe because, listen, just for those who don't know me, I fully am, in, like, I was that weird rocker chick growing up. Don't at me. Uh, Diana's someone's goth bride in the future. Yeah, like, <laughs> tig bitty goth girlfriend. <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of, like, not surprised. Uh, but also, he le- also, no, the moment I gave up on Marilyn Manson is when he left. The goddess that is Dita Von Teese, after uh-huh. their marriage, and then left her for a younger version of her at that time, Evan Rachel Woods, who is now speaking out. Yeah. But, like, you can tell he groomed the ever-living F out of uh, Evan Rachel Woods yeah. because she changed her hair and her, like, her fashion, her clothes started kind of si- being yeah. a little too similar to Dita Von Teese. And I'm like, this is weird. This is, something's not right about this. I don't got good vibes. But the thing that pisses me off the most, Raul, is the fact that, like, all the mother-effing Christian moms that we've heard condemning Manson since we were, <laughs> since we were in the 90s. <laughs> the doomsday preppers! <laughs> blaming him for Columbine. They were like, I told you so. He's the devil. <laughs> that freaking smug <sighs> satisfaction. That the Bible ladies have right the now. The Bible Belt. <laughs> That's what pisses me off. You, we were rooting for you, Marilyn Manson, in the sense of like you finally gave weirdos an an outlet to be okay to be weirdos, and yes, you just screwed it up. Could you? We even... still have Alice Cooper though. Uh, we have Alice Cooper. Thank God. Yeah. Even though Alice Cooper does hang around Giant Depp and sometimes mm. Marilyn Manson. But you know what? Quite he hangs out with Kermit the Frog, so yes. I trust him. <laughs> Fun fact uh, it was because of Alice Cooper. Um, oh my God, who is the old comedian with the Groucho Marx mm. and a few other people that we have the Hollywood sign still? They each bought a letter and tried to preserve and save the Hollywood yeah, that's sign. That's pretty cool. It's really cool. Little Thanks, fact. Alice. Yeah. And friends. And yep. Hi. Um,. Could, we, could you make the argument? I know this is going to get into like a really tight topic. Um, could you even make an argument that Marilyn Manson is the progenitor to like the normalization of gender bent? kind of gender by uh, like not gender having fluid. gender fluid? Yeah, yeah, and that whole argument. it's frustrating because it's like uh, so much 
I remember when that album cover cover came out. Yeah, like so many that, dudes were, so many boners, and then were confused, and then were angry. Just the boners. I would probably even make the argument that was probably. I mean, there's probably more infamous, but it's definitely one of the top five most infamous album covers of all time. I did start a discussion. I wouldn't say that he's like a leader. I, I said he did more for like vaudeville purposes, like to just be like outrageous to be outrageous. But yeah, it was a shock value. There was yeah. no like, oh, hey, let me. There was no use cultural this platform commentary. Yeah. to be, you know, an ally to the LGBT plus community. Yeah. Like, yeah. Say on that, I mean, it's a really, really sloppy analogy, but in the same way that, like, Marilyn Manson was far from the first person to do it, or even the first person to kind of do it in a main ish stream way, but similar, again, sloppy analogy, but similar to how, like, drag performance was like, is already a huge, huge thing long before RuPaul, but it's sort of, that's what allowed it to eke into the mainstream that it's so much larger than that is now. But yeah, they, they were a catalyst point. And unfortunately now, with both of them, not a, a really great representation of the community anymore. Uh, so it's a really weird thing where it's like, I don't necessarily, like, they don't not deserve some credit, but also I don't want to be like, hell yeah, thank you for them for being this because also there's an extent yeah because it's like the kind of yes they were and also i don't know you could argue with the way the world is moving today like convergent evolution like if they hadn't someone else would have god damn it i love that fucking ver that version of sweet dreams too god mm. damn it. Yeah, i mean yeah people we, i don't really care that much for i do care about that version. yeah i feel like his covers i mean whatever not that unpopular opinion because I've seen other people say it, but his covers were superior to his like original, oh, his music. original music. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that too. Personal Jesus, come on. Personal Jesus, pretty good. Even though I also I really do love the the Depeche Mode version a lot, actually. Bros, what can you do? Like. I mean, we could talk about this, this for just this whole topic I for an hour, so I'm gonna. This is gonna sound like very limited. Limited, yes, but it was Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Mansoning. That's the best way I can describe it. And yeah. we hoped it wasn't that. We always hoped that no, he was an artist, and that he was much more. No, but that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it was more like he just realized how much he could get away with, and then just never stopped pushing that. I mean, I, I'm like. Almost every artist in our night, every musical artist in our nineties now, R. Kelly, him, like you can make an argument. Michael Jackson, Michael to Jackson, yeah. Allegedly, which I mean, I honestly believe. I mean, uh, the, I mean, the people who came forward first. It's it's a, it's a, so so Wandavision. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to Let's me. Let's just hope that Fiona Apple, you know. I feel like it's mostly the men that are being problematic. The men of the 90s are, are getting their comeuppance. They're all, they're all everyone's but, uh, an equal share here, I think. Yeah. Anna Apple and Alanis Morissette are great. Thanks. Please. <laughs> Please. Or, or just Morissette like. <laughs> now is she voices herself as an Aurora Borealis form in this new cartoon uh, by Fox called the great north which is oh i just I saw the commercial for it it's, it's so awesome good. it's yeah. bob's but like in alaska it. Like. it is bob's in alaska it's pretty awesome i think i enjoy the cast too like they they they, they well a good yeah. cast 
I'm so glad. I mean, I'm sure that she has done something else that I didn't know before, but I am for me, this is Dulce Sloan's first animated role, and I'm so happy for it. I freaking love her. She is hilarious. Mm. Yeah, check her um, out. Yeah, I knew her from she was on uh same as Hassan Minaj, she was on uh The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Uh and I I always thought she was one of the funniest contributors, hands down. Like they, she never failed to make me cry for, laughing. For a long time, you can make probably the most popular comedic actors and comedians right now came from I mean not only John Stewart but Lewis Black, um, uh, Rob Corddry, uh, Rob Riggle, Stephen Colbert, uh, Steve Carell. I mean, there's a lot um, that are coming out of Michelle Wolf. Since uh, oh the, man, the Daily Show kind of had to stop filming. A lot of them are doing their own thing. Like Dolce is doing this. Uh, Roy Wood Jr. is doing his own thing. Jordan Klepper has had his show. Uh, Jabuka Young White is doing his own thing. Like they have a hilarious cast, and I'm so glad to see them flourishing. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, I love fucking Bob's, like, with a passion. Like, Bob's is probably, like... So it's not the creators of Bob's. I think it's, like, the... The animators? The animators, yeah, yeah. But Lauren Bouchard is not involved. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to always no, be. No, no, I'm just, or, yeah. Because for me, I was just, like, this looks just like Bob's, but in Alaska. So it was just kind of, like, confusing me yeah. regarding, like, oh, how much of the Bob's production team is yeah. involved with the Great North. But I just I love funny. shows like that. They're like I don't know. I feel like they're, they're like the Xanax for the soul. Where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. They're really enjoyable, and I think uh, you can definitely see some of the inspiration from Bob's in that it's a very character driven driven comedy. Like, yeah, there is some situational comedy, but it mostly just like a lot of the humor comes from these quirky ass characters. They're just funny to watch so it doesn't have to be something like you really think about or like oh what would i do in that scenario it's just enjoyable and that we need more of that all right during these trying and president <laughs> well guys uh so where can the people follow We're gonna you wrap it up yeah <laughs> 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 I, I really want to do it kind of a little bit. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm at this point, I figured you were going to hit the, all right, let's do podcast number two. No. We've done that before. No, no. Oh, my God. Oh if I do that, I would like to state to the listener, if I do that, I'm literally going to make like all the art and all the thing communicating to the listener like oh this is the wandavision episode you've been waiting for your whole life and just send it out like that and not send out the second episode <laughs> this is why we've like lost so many this. followers but it's funny to like me this. it's worth it for me <laughs> clearly none don't make a lot of people laugh according All to right. your stand-up um you gotta cut right to the soul every oh. time she doesn't know she doesn't know. <laughs> Raven, have you not learned this? No, I'm aware she does not know how sharp her claws she's are. She's not. She's not a broadsword. She's not a claymore. She's a fucking dagger. Every yeah, time, like when a little house cat tackles your ankles, they're trying to be cute, and you're like, Fuck, "That hurt." Damn. Is that blood? <laughs> All right. Oh, man. So, Wandavision. I will start with just saying I am plum surprised at. It, how it became what it is in terms of like it's kind of it's a slow burn because it's taking people to catch on, but it's becoming I would dare say it's going to become a phenomenon as far as like TV viewing, you know, potentially even like up to Game of Thrones 
X-Files when it first came out. You know what I mean? Because um, I'm not going to lie. That trailer, when it first came out, gave me absolutely nothing. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm probably not going to watch this. And I feel like a lot of people shared that same sentiment of like, mm -hmm. um, okay, whatever. I'll get to it when I get to it, if I get to it. And then yeah. it's like, shit start happening. And I appreciate that everything that I saw, because we started watching, uh, season four was already out. I mean, season, sorry. Episode four was already out by the time we started. So I appreciate that. Up until those four episodes, there were no spoilers that I saw online. And, you know, we follow a lot of geeky groups and pages and stuff like that. So I do appreciate that, like, trying to protect if it's that or if it's just that it, it hasn't developed the community that we i we i think we both think it will at some point because i've also like i've seen plenty of like gifs and, and screenshots and stuff but yeah i haven't seen anything like that's a spoiler or an analysis of it like it's very surface level sort of reposting of the content uh, uh i i actually think it has a big following i actually have I think it's going to get bigger. It's the most watched. I think it's it competes with Mandalorian still for being the most watched thing on Disney Plus. Mm. Um and just started. Uh I will say this. This is where I think there's two things I think is going to change everything about. One, I think it's going to change the way we ex we look at protagonists and antagonists in in shows cuz I feel like we're going to have a flip at the show. I think that's what we're going to get. And I do think this is the bigger thing. I think that streaming services are now going to start doing episode by episode releases and not releasing in a full yeah, full stream. Boo. I think they've shown. Well, the reason why I is I don't know if Netflix will get there. I know they did for like the Michelle Wolf and like made something week by week. Yeah. But I yeah. think like I don't know. The people want to binge. I feel you, but I think I think that I think that stays. By week, I don't know about. Netflix. I think that's what. That's the winning. appeal of Netflix. I I feel you. I agree with you there, but I feel also that one of the reasons why Disney Plus has surged so fast. So besides it being Disney, like I think that that model has proven to come back, and you can tell. Like there's a lot of um theory craft. I mean, Shane says this all the time, but there's a lot of theory crafting. There's there you're starting to see. Um, what used to be called a water cooler talk now with all these shows. Um, and it doesn't mean that they're going to be gone. You did now the library's there and you can always go back to them or you can do what a lot of people do like with Amazon where they let the show play out and then they catch up and they can, and they can, uh, burn through it if you mm -hmm. But, um, this is definitely That's when we we talked about it briefly on the phone a couple yeah. of days ago. I think I even mentioned before I even started. Uh, it's like I don't know. I like to binge watch, so I think I might wait a couple. Of, I was planning on waiting for the whole first season to end before starting it, but then I just all I saw were vague memes that wouldn't really give anything away, and I'm like, you know, I need to. I I want to know. I want to be in <laughs> on the joke. Um. I, I I think that's gonna be, and I think that's part of it. I think uh, people are fascinated with the show because this is honestly the first of the internet streaming services shows that's like a true suspense, true like mystery show. Mm -hmm. Um, because like the boys, you can say whatever you want about the boys and Amazon. It's not really 
Like it's yeah. an action kind of dark comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandalorian was also just a pure action show. Of of these episode by episode shows, this is the first one that's like a legit mystery, a legit. It's, a, it's not like a who done it, but there is like a what kind of a what the hell's going on? Yeah. Like I'm I'm still interested. Yeah. I'm watching this and I'm invested, but I do not know what is happening. <laughs> so that as fan as a prominent fan of old black and white shows how do you enjoy wandavision at least the first three episodes yeah so i think i was seeing like not clips but like i said i was seeing content and i'm like oh man like i like my favorite show to this day ever of life i'll watched it a billion times is i love lucy that actually is what fueled my funko pop obsession is getting the whole I Love Lucy collection of Funkos and then, you know, Pringle style. Once I popped, I couldn't stop. (laughs) (laughs) So I really enjoyed it. Um, I personally enjoyed the references. Like, there's a lot of Bewitched. It was mostly, like, Bewitched. Definitely was, like, more the second episode. I Love Lucy, the first episode. Um, And then it's, like, so, (laughs) like, one of those, like, ha-ha, shape me who I am, but it's also kind of sad. I didn't really have a lot of uh, parental supervision or presence in my life growing up. So I am definitely that kid that, like, my TV was my babysitter. So I watched Growing Pains, like, religiously. I watched Family Ties. That's the first time I, like, you know, then Back to the Future sold my Michael J. Fox crush. Like, I actually watched an obscene and unhealthy amount of television from childhood on to now. So, you know, like, oh, sad. But it's cool because it's like, oh, man, like, I get the the little subtlest references or nuances. I'm like, I love it. I love it. I'm enjoying it. I thought specifically the first episode was a little bit of not... I wouldn't say fan service per se, but I I almost wasn't sure what direction the first the show was going in with just that first episode because it very much felt intend like an entirely an homage to old school sitcoms, specifically in the fifties, in like the writing and the patter dialogue and the blocking and the lighting. Like there was so much that felt like they really did their research and they were super committed to making this fifties style show. That it almost felt like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a, a bottle episode, but it, it felt almost like a, a standalone kind of thing. Like yeah. they were creating a sitcom. Like there was nothing about it that super felt like WandaVision or like it was going to be this, this own show. Like it felt like it was just an extended homage to 50s sitcoms. So it's been really cool to see how that progresses with each decade. And like they said, like how they do their research to make sure that they kind of stay as true as possible, almost to a fault, to the point they're like, you didn't have to do all that. I'm super committed and I'm glad that you're you're dedicated to that. But it like it didn't detract from me, but it did slightly distract me in that I was like so fascinated by how much attention that they were paying to all these minute details that I almost kind of lost. Like, wait, what was the plot point that they were getting at here? Yeah. Like yeah, I think it was the perfect teaser to the show in itself. Like it was enough to like get you curious and then oh shit, now I wanna know what happens next. Like it was perfectly curated. I think Disney like maybe I I don't Marvel has an amazing sense of foresight in the sense that they planned a whole ten years since like 
day two of building the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So uh, it, I think they did good on getting audiences and Marvel fans, like MCU fans and Disney fans specifically, used to little clips and little one-offs. Like, you know, um, I don't know if you ever saw, like, on, on when I had the Disney Channel app, it wasn't, you know, Disney Plus, it was, like, Disney Now or whatever. They had, like, little three, four-minute cartoons of, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and it would be, like, you know, not totally correlated to not it's just like these weird little things that are like i don't know if you ever watched like the toy story like spin-off little shorts yeah like yeah. disney's you're used to disney having shorts there's like car shorts there's you know like uh little even like the end and uh because they were like end goofy credits, movie and yeah like goofy movie had little shorts I think. yeah and like even like the end credit scenes that were like conditioned to yeah. wait for and marvel they're like not always relevant at all to the movie you just watched, yeah. you know, so to speak. Or, like, you know, when we saw Howard the Duck, like, that's not relevant to, like, what we just watched. Or, like, you know, the Avengers just eating shawarma. Like, yeah. those little, like, so I think that in itself, they did good by, like, having us used to being accepting of, oh, hey, we're just going to give you content with Marvel characters, even if it's irrelevant to a degree to what you just watched it's gonna make sense later but right now it's just like here you go here's a little extra little you know in in lieu yeah a little treat like in lieu of a gag reel here you go um so i think that did good because now we're used to that we're used to seeing these like one-off things that we're not immediately like oh well this is weird this doesn't fit whatever whatever like i think that conditioning us throughout the years of like hey these weird little shorts and clips and are irrelevant to this to the main storyline things with our characters exist so we're gonna now give you this episode one and kind of you're not completely turned off to like oh well this doesn't have to do with the movie let me just yeah. shut this off yeah does, does that make sense it makes perfect sense um so you were talking about post credits, and it got me immediately thinking this question: How many episodes deep did you realize? Oh, there's no post credits in these shows. Okay. <laughs> yeah, when we realized it was just the advertisements. We yeah. Like, well, now we have the power of not being in a movie theater yeah. and waiting, so you could just hit the fast forward button. But I kept checking after episode three. I came to peace with. I'm like, okay, there is that. <laughs> The advertisements are really clever. They I are, those are super really, cool. really fun and clever. And they're the same actors. The same actors and people have hints about who they could be and stuff like that. We can get to that. Um, That's been the coolest part about WandaVision. Like, aside from all of the the references to things external of the Marvel Universe, yeah. like, the second episode was, like, it was a, a, a perfect fusion of Bewitched and I Dream of Genie. Like, they couldn't have nailed it better. But then they also have so many, like, really cheeky references to Marvel-specific stuff that yeah. you, like, I mean, I don't know, you might probably wouldn't pick up on a lot of these references if you didn't know them. But same deal, they know how their fans are, so whatever it was, like the Stuker Watch. Like, they know yeah, that people are going to be able to make that connection. Like, that's that was great. Not cool. Not to the Marvel Universe, but specifically to Wanda. Yeah. Um, which, and, like, in general, the universe, but I love that. Um, what I thought, sorry not to interrupt, go, what go, I thought go. was really cool was um 
the and I didn't pick up on it at first, but as I've been seeing more of the content coming out online, is how much context there is in those commercials. Like I don't want to give anything away, but even the specifically the Stuker watch one, like there was like eight different things in that little six second clip that were different references to different things and foreshadowing and uh and and uh I guess that's still a reference, but referencing events that happen like not just characters but like that line is relevant to this line that this person said at this time when they were standing next to that character which is the name of the like it's they they really did a beautiful job of painting those levels how about the um, the stark toaster with the beeping yeah which is based on the wanda bomb the one the one that blew her family um what was i gonna say something that i fell in love with actually his first episode it kind of hooked me and i loved it Besides, I love Lucy. My favorite of the black and white classic sitcom shows was Dick Van, the Dick Van Dyke Show. Loved the Dick Van Dyke Show. They actually brought him in to consult. Yes, for oh. for episode one. For episode one. What? Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, you know so, he's like 96. We were just looking this up. 94, 96, yeah. somewhere in that Please, age Please, for God's sakes. Like, oh, wait, did I scare somebody? Oh, no. Please, for God's sakes. Please let him go, go down. Let that ship go down smoothly, oh, please. Yeah, For you. God's sakes, like that's the last one of my guys. Like I'm holding on to dear life. Please, please, Dick, don't do it. Don't do your name to this. Don't, don't do your name. Don't do your namesake, please. Yeah, I think it make. Yeah, the for me the like squee moment that was like this is freaking brilliant as far as the commitment to. The how the shows were during mm-hmm. their era was the marriage beds. Yes. As soon as I saw that, I immediately transported me to I Love Lucy, yes. and how I Love Lucy eventually became the very first show that they actually shared a a, a marriage bed event. Yeah. Because in the beginning of the show, they did have their two separate marriage beds, yeah. and eventually, yeah, they do have just the that, one bed. That man, that, it makes me that's a little detail. I love that shit. I love that shit. I don't know if it's the Cuban in me because of Desi Arnaz or anything, but like, I love all that. Stuff. You're just saying because Cook Day Pasa USA. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying USA because Pasa USA played any part, but like, definitely, um, I think that's the reason why Cubans in general have such like a a love affair with with Lucille Ball in general because they they love that lady. I would say like after Walt Disney, the American person entertainer that most Cubans love the most is probably Lucille Ball, and that's probably and one of the reasons. Donald Trump's second, and then Donald Trump's like someone that's the five. number one yeah, maybe top five. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was I, Home Alone too. It was a great scene. It was a great. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Macaulay Culkin wants them to redo that, replace? Donald Trump with like current Macaulay Culkin, middle aged Macaulay Culkin is going oh, to be CGI'd cute. instead I mean, of Donald that's Trump. That's cute. I'm <laughs> here for it. <laughs> I, I mean, not it, even because of Donald Trump. I mean, it could have no, been anyone. Cool. I just it, I, that would be cool. I would like if they did something like that because they're remaking Home Alone. So I would like for like something adult like Macaulay Culkin. They are. No. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> No, know, he's involved. He's involved, but yeah, he's not the kid. Like, oh no. <laughs> oh man. Or if they have like a Daniel Stern. God, what happened to Daniel Stern? I remember thinking Daniel Stern was gonna be like the next big comedic actor. Like, I feel like Daniel Stern was like in line for Jim Carrey's career, and something happened. Hmm. Is there something I don't know about Diana that she's on the internet looking up? 
Daniel Stern is okay. The Wet Bandits. There's Joe oh, Pesci yeah, 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 yeah. and Daniel yeah. Stern. Thought he was gonna be big. He's I, funny. He's, he's got good yeah. physical humor. I mean, his physical humor. You make an argument that his physical humor uh, is probably like one of the top five most important parts. I watched recently that he was in that he plays like a really creepy, like creepy dude. He was in Workaholics dude. recently. And That's worked, what it is. He worked probably. at the Workaholics crew Maybe. for a little bit. But I always thought. I know he did the voice of the young, the Wonder Years. I didn't know that he. he yeah, he was a narrator for the Wonder Years. That's that's why. I guess he doesn't need to do anything because he was on like an amazing show yeah. forever. Um, so what we're talking about? What has <sighs> it been like, Raven? To because you're not that. Uh, you haven't watched all the movies in the MCU. Uh, I would say you're, you know, understandably less invested in the MCU than I am. Uh, what has it been like? watching it with me because i was worried that i'm like are you gonna even enjoy this or like get a lot of stuff i mean i'm okay with like pausing and explaining which i feel like i've done a couple times i try not to do it too much but like i don't know how's it been bro i mean i watched the the last like three or four movies that like canonically in order led up to this so Mm -hmm. i have a some idea of what's going on I did not see Age of Ultron. Uh, Age uh, of Ultron directed by um, Yeah. <laughs> but uh but that's the thing is like as a kid I was a comic book nerd, so I know like basic plot points of the uh the endgame uh you know chronology and I know most of the characters and what they're supposed to be doing. So it's like I I, I not like going in blindly uninformed. Uh, but there are some times where, uh, like, there's certain things where I, I'll get confused. Where I'm like, wait a minute, who the hell is that? And you're like, oh, that's such and such. I'm like, I don't remember them having that particular power, but I... Do you feel like you needed to do this Marvel homework before you're watching the show? Or you feel Not like a ton, uh, but I do feel like if I had no knowledge going in, like, if I hadn't seen any of the, the recent MCU movies or I hadn't read any comic books, still enjoyable, but you would need to, to spend a little bit of time on the Marvel Wiki to, yeah. Honestly, even Winter Soldier matters in this show because you have to understand why the fuck is sword around? What the fuck is sword? Like, That's true. Like, well, there's a lot of stuff. And Captain Marvel. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah I you have Captain to say. Marvel. It took me a moment because as soon as I heard Maria um, Rambo. Rambo. Yeah. I was like, that name sounds familiar, but it didn't click until I literally saw the picture of hers. Yeah. At Sword, and then I'm like, ah, like smacking Raven. I'm like, that's the little girl with Captain Marvel. It's the little girl, yep. I also thought circle. it was really cool that when they introduced her for the third episode, uh, you know, because it's 70, so they had to do Brady Bunch. Like, they didn't really have a choice, but. Uh, for a number of the scenes with uh, Geraldine instead of Maria. Um, what? What's the name? Monica. 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 Sorry, not Maria. Monica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Geraldine's scenes uh, evoke a lot of stuff from Good Times, which I always thought that was like a hilarious show anyway. But I, I just thought that was like a nice... Again, like fan service isn't the word I'm looking for here, but it's like they saw an opportunity and damn it, they took it. <laughs> I yeah, I really enjoyed. Uh, let me tell you something. There's three things. If this show does not get nominated for an Emmy for, I'm gonna be really pissed. One art direction, like mm. 
changing the house and the way the perspective how the house looks every they had to change so much episode. they had to change formatting they had to change the type of lenses and lighting they used they had to change like there's a lot and they like they used very like i think it's all one set but you can mm. tell they had to rebuild the hell out of those sets in between episodes yeah the second thing being uh i think paul bettany really deserves a fucking uh, emmy nom at least a nomination okay for his performance as as vision especially i don't know why the second episode like got me so like oh man the, he's such a fucking i mean goddamn british charming actor it God was really it. funny to see him act like a drunk android that was a really unique uh experience that he nailed yes. <laughs> and elizabeth olsen obviously would be my third option really costume design would costume design is up there. yes costume, costume design, design is costume up and there. makeup of having to do vision and stuff like Shit, that. I think about that now that I think about it though I mean just on par for how Marvel does their stuff like I'm sure the rest of the characters yes they do have to do physical costume design but all that thing just CGI do they, do they actually do vision's full outfit or just his face I think just his face most of the time okay but Maybe still, that takes time. Hands. That still takes but, time. Um, okay. I, I know they that... did that for John Wick. I know, ironically, I know that's a they weird thing. But John what? Wick three, um, spoiler for John Wick, something happens to John uh, to Keanu Reeves' hand in the, in the movie, and they have they had to like CGI the rest of the way. But it came out great. It came out hmm, fun. All right. No, I was just thinking because I know that that was at least for the last several many. Of Marvel's movies, they there has been no costume. Like, yes, they still have costume design, but it's like they they have oh, yeah. not actually worn costumes. It has been like 100% green screen. Even yeah. stuff like the the hoodie that Tony Stark wears in one of the scenes is fully CGI. It's like yeah. do you need to CGI a hoodie, but <laughs> it's just fucking crazy. CGI um, out a mustache. <laughs> well, that movie's getting remade. Yeah. Did I'm, you see the stills? I don't know if it's fan service or not. I think it might be real, yeah. where the picture of Jared Leto as no, it's real. the Joker, yeah, it's, you know, dressed up as the crow. Yeah, it's real. Uh, um, listen, why I, are we giving him another shot, bro? I, I hate saying this. I'm going to really piss off our classic listeners and probably people on this table right now. I'm at this point where I'm like, hey, give him the, the movie. Let him have it. Please let him have it. I want them to have it. Do you remember when we were at MegaCon and we saw the guy holding up the release of Snyder Cut f- sign? I thought he was joking. I thought it was a joke. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I, was I like, do remember that. And I was like, bro, that's funny as shit. And he's like, what do you mean that's funny? And I'm that's like, funny as shit. And I was like, oh, wait, did, do you really want the Snyder Cut? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Like, and we started going. I was like, Oh, oh shit! shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit. It's like running into a new conspiracy theorist, and you're like, "Oh, crap. that was your first taste of the flat Earth convention." A, a little bit, but uh, again, I I said this on other things, but like, I'm I'm getting to that point in my life where like I don't want to be a goalie anymore to people's loves or what they don't love. Uh, I ha- I do feel a certain type of way about that projection of that universe, but. Um, I want I want everyone to be happy. So let him ha- let Zack Snyder have it. You know, hey, look at the fucking director they decided to give it to, and look what happened. So, fuck it, give it to Zack Snyder. Yeah, back to Wandavision. <laughs> One thing. <laughs> Snyder, I would watch the hell out of that. D Snyder, sir. Of Twisted Sister, yeah, I want to see his cut. You know, Raven, we're not gonna take it. Joker, Raven, you know, we're not gonna take it though. 
N- no, we're not going to take it. Not anymore? Not anymore. That's a Twisted Sister song. So I don't love how, uh, and I wish there was like, I don't know if a list exists that's compiled, but think about the last, even just the last 10, 20 years when it comes to like the female love interest of any male protagonist, there's like an uncomfortable age gap. And I feel like as much as I do love Paul Bettany, Seeing him being ro- a romantic partner for Elizabeth Olsen, who's like our age, uh, gives me the heebie-jeebies. How old is Paul Bettany? There's a 20 age gap between God the two damn, of them. Damn, really? Younger than. No, he's very. He. The only reason I googled it is because I'm like, love him. But when you finally he's get 50? when you finally get to the 70s, he's 50. He's 49. But yeah, so when he when he when we finally see him in color. He is wrinkly. Like, he has wrinkles. And, like, naturally, that is appropriate for your age. But just, like, again, Elizabeth Olsen is, like, 31. And Homeboy's, like, 50. It's just, like, ugh. But, again, that's uh, that's a whole podcast for another day. But I really am just kind of, like, I wish there was more awareness of, like, us doing the math. Because, like, I, I, that, what really, really, when it really start, struck out to me is that movie that Margot Robbie did with Will Smith. Love Will Smith, like it's like it has nothing oh, to do with like them. That, that is also Casino, I'm trying to yeah. Uh, starts with the C, I think, but whatever. Like, Focus, yeah, that Focus was totally starts with the C. I don't mean, it's, it's um, close. but yeah, again, huge because I'm like, wait a minute, Margot Robbie again is my age. Will Smith is very much nowhere near my age, so I'm like, eh, don't love that. It's just tough. I mean, the thing with Paul Bettany. Which is a unique fact that actually my brother Alex, uh, who's been on this podcast before, has brought up um, is that, you know, that Paul Bettany, as far as in the chronology of the Marvel Universe, he's involved in the most films by far. Uh, yeah, because of Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah. Because of Jarvis. And people forget that. Like, I forgot that part entirely. That makes and, sense. Like, it's, it's insane. Like, uh, not insane, but it's just, it's an interesting thing. Um, what's been your favorite episode? What's been your favorite things about the show so far? Besides the art direction, I guess. Uh, the art direction has been really cool. I think they've also done an excellent job of giving you a, like way more foreshadowing than you're aware of when you're watching it. But then, like, usually by the end of the episode or halfway through the next episode, you're like, oh, that's what the hell that was all about. Oh, like, there is an awful lot of dropping you hints and really sort of giving you big chunklets of the 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 plot line but giving it to you in these like what's the there's an adjective i'm looking for here but there's just these obscure and hard to understand like it's like it's like riddles and you're like can you speak normal like i know you're telling me something here but i cannot comprehend what the hell it is and they've done that in a very very artistically appealing way in that I'm still invested, even though like you're slowly starting to understand what's going on, and as you understand more, you're like, oh, that's what the hell that was. Oh, that's so cool. <gasps> I can't believe they thought of that way ahead of time. So like, I really appreciate that, that you're confused, but really glad that you're still watching. And every time that you, they give you the reveal to let that confusion go away, it's gratifying. You're like, I, fuck, I connected the dots. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
Mar- MCU is like the Taylor Swift of movie franchises. Hear me out. In the sense that Taylor Swift is famously known for leaving like hints and clues and Easter eggs in her lyrics, in her like song books and stuff like that. So fans quickly figure out even like, for example, uh, just to give like a, a like quick example, the, the You Need to Calm Down music video with like several um, prominent members of the LGBT communities um, were there. And like there was little Easter eggs in that music video. This was this song was a single. However, people were able to figure out the name of the whole album, which she hadn't even revealed yet because of these little you know things that you need to look out for and like every music video it's like oh there's 13 different things and her favorite number is 13 like it's like very like uh charlie day with the with yes (laughs) that's i felt i've been like i'm fucking every day mephisto's my pet pet sylvia is basically what's happened i'm like mephisto mephisto but it's also like the thing i appreciate about WandaVision and Marvel in general is that it's like it's subtle and they're Easter eggs, but they're not too subtle where you have to be like, yeah, super fanboy, you know, gatekeepy level where you can like learn and appreciate it. Another reference is, um, like I know, hot take, I actually really enjoy Teen Titans Go. Okay. I enjoy Teen Titans too. I enjoy the two of them as two completely different entities yeah. unrelated to one another. But in Teen Titans Go, in every single episode, there's little like uh, references to other uh, DC characters. So yeah. there'll be like Batman O Serial, or you'll see like a, a, like a doll of Catwoman in the background, or you'll see a poster of Poison Ivy. Every single episode, there's like these little like penguin and and you know not even necessarily like um it's not always it could just be like any dc character not even necessarily related to specifically the teen titans so i think like so again it's like it's there it's in your face it's not too like over but it's not too let me hit you over the head with how obvious these easter eggs are it's that sweet spot where it's like oh man i can enjoy them and i feel like i don't know it makes you feel like it sounds stupid, but I feel so yeah. cool for like, oh man, look at the Hydra in the watch, in the watch and, and you know, like, you're like, ah. Finding out that Westview, New Jersey is a real fucking place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't know, man. Like, this has become like, yeah, I'm totally fucking that Charlie Day meme. Um, man, there's a lot of things I want to talk about. What do you guys want to talk about specifically? Because I have a. I want Raven to talk about how phenomenal i am at predicting this show which you wouldn't i didn't think i would be able to because mm-hmm. i thought the whole appeal is that it's you know it's very what the f is going on that's the whole vibe of the whole entire yes. show tell me if i didn't figure everything out by episode one i mean i feel like we both had pretty solid theories you were well i can't spoil anything no. But yeah, spoiler alerts. You... If you haven't watched this fucking show, ninety-five million other many people have, so you can catch up. Uh, yeah. But whatever. The idea. Spoilers for like the next rest of the episode. It was follow Diana at IE feelings. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, so the like, yeah, you were able to predict follow Raven at blind the... photography. The, um, Not blind, bind. Whatever B-I-N-D it is, you predicted something. Uh, 
So, spoiler in one, two, three, go. As soon as Kitty ha- started having her breakdown in episode one, I was like, oh man, this is obviously in Wanda's head because she's dealing with the grief of what happened. Because then I go, wait a minute, how did Wanda's story end in Endgame? We never had like a satisfying conclusion for her. So I was like, nope, she's still grieving. And I know her, I know Wanda and Scarlet Witch from X-Men Evolution. And my understanding was always that she can manipulate reality to an extent. So not just like energy, but like she could just straight up manipulate reality. So I was like, oh, so clearly this shit's going on in her head and she's manipulating reality where she is still with vision. And that was like, okay, well, there it goes. <laughs> but like by the when Geraldine, <laughs> when she gets kicked out of Westview, she's like, it's all Wanda. I'm like, yeah, bitch, I said that in episode one. <laughs> And also, and also, and also, the moment that I literally screamed at my TV, I won't reveal the actual moment, but all I say is that there was a cat, there was a character that appeared in the show that I was like, holy fuck, I am so good at I knew from episode two that character was going to come in in the same capacity that they came in. Well, you're talking about, hold on, no, no, I can't do that, just explain. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, how did I react when he opened someone knocked? Oh, when they recast Pietro? Didn't I? But the thing is, I said okay. as soon the moment the freaking dog died and the kids are like, "Oh, bring him back! You can't bring back the dead." I was like, "Holy shit!" She mentioned her brother already earlier in the episode. Also. I had mentioned to Raven because he hadn't watched Age of Ultron. So I mentioned like episode two or three. I'm like, oh, BT does. Pietro's dead. And then I was like, this bitch brought back Vision. So they're going to bring back Pietro. But they can't bring back kick-ass guy. So therefore, before the motherfucker even knocked on the door, I said, we're going to watch my boyfriend, Evan Peters, in the show. Boom, I drop. And then he walked in the door. And then he walked in the door. Um. And Next so, time at the mic when you do that, because so the audience can get the experience as well. <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, so I was on par with like I knew that uh, Wanda had, you know, reality bending powers. I didn't see for me. I didn't predict that it was like yes, it was all in her head. But I wasn't sure if it was like actually reality, if it was a projection of Wanda's, or I was actually thinking it might have been more of for anyone who played fallout 3 vault 112 and tranquility lane and all that mm-hmm. there was a vault that in order for people not to have the experience the horrors of living through nuclear fallout they would all just be put in these virtual reality pods and then once everything was over they could be brought back out and allowed to live a normal life i was wondering if it was something like that like knowing that uh wanda's kind of scary powerful like she could like thanos snap everyone out of existence kind of powerful so i could see that uh like whether it was sword or shield or someone being like she's super unstable we cannot handle that and they just kidnapped her and put her in this weird virtual reality world so that she could just calmly live out this life and not murder everyone on the planet please I will say I got, like, the general idea of, like, okay, she's making this happen, but I I didn't, you know, naturally, I'm not that good, where I could predict that, no, this is happening 
in a field, like in a town that actually exists that doesn't exist, and you can watch her. Like, yeah, that was like some next level shit. That was fucking crazy. Um, fun fact: apparently, I think someone said this that um, uh, Kevin Feige's hometown where he grew up is is Westview, New Jersey. That's allegedly. Funny. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, so uh, I have so many things I want to say about the show. Uh, this is the first topic. And before we get into spo- well, before we get into like other spoilers, but this is I think the main driving question I now have about the show is Wanda a villain? Yeah, I've always felt like she was a villain, even in Age of Ultron. I feel like yeah. she helped out because she kind of felt like it was the better of two evils for her. But I've I've always been waiting for her to be like, I, I'm cool, I'm done with Avengers, I'm going to do my own. I see that, and I mean, perhaps this is part of why my head went to, like, no, they did this to her as a security measure type thing, is that, like, Wanda kind of never hasn't been a literal human weapon. Like, she was engineered as such. So, like, now that that's not an excuse, and, like, yes, that does kind of inherently make her a bad guy, I did think there was some level of uh, lucidity or or self-realization when she left Hydra. I didn't see it so much as just a, well, I'm going to join the winning team. I did feel like there was some realization that, like, oh, maybe I don't want to be a literal human weapon. Um, But then again, like, after everything that went down in Endgame, it's like, can she, like, does she have that self-control? and even I think uh, Vision said it at one point where he like when he realizes that this is all uh, because of Wanda, he's like, I have to assume that you didn't realize you were doing this at the beginning, like that this is some sort of emotional snap and you just trying to piece a reality together. But that begs the question, like once you became aware, if you currently are. Girl, now what? Like. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, potential hot take. I've never understood like Wanda and Vision having a relationship, and I wish that never happened. That was um something from the comics. Um, the idea was, oh man, okay, strap in, guys, because we're gonna get into like the sweatiest of sweaty nerd topics now. Okay, so in the Avengers 1970s comic book run. <laughs> There was a gentleman named Wonder Man. Wonder Man is kind of like his anti-hero guy uh, who famously dies in the Avengers. A way to kind of preserve his consciousness and his spirit, if you will, was to transfer him into a synthesoid, that being Vision. So the part, the reason why the Vision-Wanda storyline came about is because Wanda's original love was Wonder Man. And the reason why Hank Pym decides to create Vision and all this is in some part to give Wanda like a compatriot, uh, a uh, uh, partner, if you will. So that's the reason why. Yeah, that but there's so many things that happen in the comic books that didn't end up in the movie. So I'm I just agree. saying, you didn't have to. You didn't have to. You didn't have to. But they also are polar opposites that kind of fit well. Like one. I, don't know, while I just feel like it wasn't very organic. It was like. 
oh, hey, we flirted twice, and then yeah, all of yeah. a sudden we're, like, in Europe together. <laughs> like, what? I mean, it, was, it was three movies they developed a, re- a romance. Come on now. Starts in Age of, Age of Ultron, Vision's the one that's, that famously saves Wanda. Yeah, but all of them save a lot of people. And, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, Don't make this, like, friends where everyone sleeps around with each other. Yeah. Me out here now. I'm 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 in a like a weird have, tangent in my head. Uh, in terms of what I was saying earlier with the idea that like I kind of again I don't give her a pass, but I recognize that Wanda almost has like a level of not childlike innocence, but again like she was built as a human weapon or whatever. She was a person who was made into a weapon. But regardless, she reminds me. And I, I my head keeps saying baby doll, but I know it's not baby doll. But there was a DC character oh, yeah. villain. Uh-huh. Uh, who like she same deal like she was designed as a human weapon and and you know the whole Justice League wanted to just kill her and Batman was the only one who was willing to go in with compassion and actually just talk to this little girl as a mm-hmm. human and get her to sort of deactivate herself as a weapon. Um, are you sure it's DC or are you sure it's not X Men? Because that sounds like an X Men storyline. It was definitely Batman who did it. So yeah, check it out. Um, I'm blanking on who the hell it is. Damn. This is my thing, and. I think this is the ballsiest set uh, slash really powerful move that Marvel will ever pull mm-hmm. is if they turn Wanda into a true villain. Um, I would enjoy that. Like as a consumer, as an audience member, I would prefer Wanda in that role. To honestly. to flip to like, like that character, like truly showing an arc, like a long storied arc. And I mean, who is more? I I I'll. Let you check the whole Marvel Universe. Who is more damaged than Wanda Maximoff? Bad brother. I mean, but let's take let's take into account. Uh, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Your child, your family blows up from a Stark bomb mm-hmm. in Sokovia. You get kidnapped by Hydra, experimented on to become a human weapon. You then join forces with an android mastermind uh, villain uh, who also tries to manipulate you. And then he, in turn, kills your brother. And then you fall in love with, you fall in love with the Synthesoid, ironically. So the only other character that has any semblance to Ultron you fall in love with. Um, and then that person you see has his skull not even decapitated his skull is opened up by a megalomaniac ultra villain in front of you after you killed him after you killed him i'm thinking of like getting sarah marshall decapitated decapitated like like i think that's you you can't make any argument that like I, I he she has to be at least one of the top five to the number one person. I was gonna say like there most are damaged. plenty of them who have gone through it, but but like Wanda, bro, like that is. I hear like, you. I was when... gonna say like I mean not that they're necessarily like comparable, but like not to say that like uh, Hawkeye Star-Lord. or Black Widow, mm. Widow, not to say that like Hawkeye or Black Widow had a particularly easy life, but uh, I hear like, you though. I mean. Man, like, yeah, it's just so much. Like, just, man, it's it's insane to me. Um, I would love to see that. Would be amazing to see her turn full villain. I, if that is the main goal of this show, that is, I think that would be the piece of resistance, and the show should be considered in the echelons mm. of all Marvel entertainment, and in fact, of all, I think just we're like, gonna eventually see uh, 
Magneto. I don't know. They're still working on the rights for I that, aren't know. they? No. 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 I think Kevin Peters is there. <laughs> they got it all, baby. They got it. Oh, they don't need no rights. They don't need no badges. They're good. They're ready to go. Well, in um, that case, what the hell? Ian McKellen's still kicking. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do Ian McKellen at this point. But. I have to see Well, I mean, and then there's other rumors about like what they want to do with the X Men, and then it's like it's it's gonna be really complicated. But um, so that's that's my one now. Besides the idea of this, just Wanda and maybe a, someone else happening here. Who do you think may be the real villain? Or who you think is the real mastermind behind all the situation? I have two options. Well, uh, I guess it it would depend whether we get a realization of um, is Vision even remotely actually alive, even if it's just the Jarvis system running in a hollow shell? Or is that 100% a manifestation of Wanda's such a good question. Like, refusal yeah. to accept it. Because I think that makes a big-ass difference in terms of who the hell could be behind this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's... I think last episode... I mean, not last episode being episode five. I think proved that Vision has some control of his reality. Not control of his reality. Control of his consciousness. Yes. And, like, him being able to be argumentative with, with Wanda, uh, I think, is a big sign of that. Uh, yeah, I do think those are going to be the the cards that bring the whole castle tumbling is somewhere between Vision and they have left a hell of a Chekhov gun on the wall with the kids that she cannot control. And they kind of have their own little bit of superpowers. Yeah. Uh, they still haven't established whether those kids actually exist, but they have established that everyone else in the town definitely does. Well, uh, there's a few that we don't know for sure. Are there? I thought that yep. was what they did in episode... Like, that was what I loved about the, episode four, was it was the info dump I yeah. was waiting for. They identified a few, but there's some that are not identified at all. Okay. We um, can get into it if you want. Tony Stark is somehow behind it all, because that motherfucker is somehow behind everything. He pre-thinks of things more than Doctor Strange does, and creates things and policies and robots and sentient beings. You think there's a, a Tony weird Stark, Stark fail policy? Safe? Like, guess fail safer? That'd be a great, that'd be fucking, and that would actually lead to the whole idea of her turning full villain. If she finds out that this is all fail safe to protect the world from Wanda, holy shit, that would, that's full, that would be full. Fuck! <laughs> God damn it! And that would make her full villain. That would be the, that would be the turn. Oh, oh! I don't want to toot my own horn, but so far I've been right about everything. Oh, yeah, so this is what the show is super enjoyable for: the is the speculative like moments. Like you said, the water cooler talk. Oh <laughs> fuck! So I read before before that. Before I open my mouth. I had two theories: one being the, I guess the Occam's razor, the the easiest one. Being that they're going to introduce Mephisto, which I think is kind of ridiculous. Mm. I think it's a weird thing in this sciencey, very sciencey, very technological universe. You're going to introduce the devil. Like I think it's really weird. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Mephisto as a villain. I love like it brings Ghost Rider into the picture. It brings a whole. The people want genuinely forgot Ghost Rider as Marvel property. Ghost wow. Rider is a Marvel property. Hell yeah. And they Wait, can... how is Nick Cage not in the end of Endgame? It's bullshit. 
Uh, they um, had Howard the Duck. <laughs> I don't know. You, you can make an argument that he was there somewhere, but um, I mean, I'm just saying. But um, I mean, you could have because you didn't have to have Nick Cage. You could have just had him. CGI. It was yeah. Most of them were CGI anyway. Yeah. There was a there was an MCU because uh, I guess because Agents of Shield is considered MCU proper. Um, a, there was a Ghost Rider in the Agents of Shield show. It was, mm. it was the Robbie Reyes version of Ghost Rider, which is cool. Is he has like a uh, Camaro, mm. as a Hispanic Ghost Rider, which I fucking love, you know. But, um, so the two were Mephisto, and then AIM. AIM is kind of like this Hydra organization that's kind of like AIM comes up in Iron Man three. Um, the guy, the the main villain in Iron Man three is from AIM. Okay. Um, they're called Advanced Idea Mechanics. Yeah, I think it's Advanced Idea Mechanics. I think was it's in... there a big reference to that in maybe it wasn't in WandaVision. I feel like in something we watched recently there was a. Hold on, now I gotta look this up. Um, there there are kind of somewhat references to AIM in WandaVision. Um, the reason why I think it's AIM is because I think. Sometimes when when companies get lazy, they just do they rehash a storyline or they rehash the ideas of a storyline over again. And sword, you can easily make the argument is a shield, and then you can easily say, oh, there's gotta be a hydra for this shield, and you can make it aim. So that that's one of the things I'm thinking of. And the one reason I really want that to be real is because then we get fucking finally Modoc. get Modoc. <laughs> Who hopefully would be voiced by Patton Oswalt, because that's like one of his dying wishes. Is to be amazing. voiced. Amazing. Oh my god. By Patton Oswalt. Um You know who Modoc Modoc is at, tell me ridiculous. that that would not be Patton Oswald. Oh yeah. I remember him from Islands of Adventure. <laughs> yes. Modoc's a big fucking floating head, pretty much. That's all it is. Um and he's an aim he's part of AIM. AIM is like his 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 um his home team, his peeps. So <laughs> The reason why I think it's AIM is because AIM does use hexagon shapes a lot, and we're realizing that hexagons mm, matter a they lot. They do keep asking about that. Like, thing. they keep bringing that up. Um, it, it seems like even though Wanda is control of the reality somewhat here, why? like, there's two big questions I have. Why are we broadcasting the sitcom show mm. out? Who is it for? And then why the hexagon shape and who's controlling the energy field itself? Because I actually don't feel Wanda's controlling that. So that's why it makes me think it's AIM. And then the Mephisto thing, the reason why it makes me feel like it's Mephisto is like, Mephisto was do dirty ass shit like make you live a fucking sitcom world. He would do crazy ass shit. The only other character I can think of that does shit like that in the Marvel Universe is also another X-Men villain by the name Mojo. And that would be mm. ridiculous, the idea to introduce Mojo into this fucking show. Yeah, I mean, it, to a much lesser extent, but you could kind of argue that Mysterio had a similar ish power, but they already used him, so yeah. But I don't even think to the, the it wasn't, like, yeah. I mean, in the comics, he did have some sort of like he could change your perception of reality type powers, but I don't think it's on this level. So now I have a bigger question for you guys Agnes, what do you think about Agnes? The neighbor? Agnes is the neighbor. Uh, first of all, I, I've come like full circle with a love-hate relationship with Catherine Hahn. Yeah. How you pronounce her name? So, I used to hate her. 
And I always confuse her with Judy Greer, not by face or anything, just their name, just yeah. by literally just her name. I was like, that's, Ju- that's not Judy Greer, because I know what Judy Greer looks like. I love Judy Greer. But, like, yeah, I've always hated Catherine Hahn, which is a testament of what a phenomenal character actor she is. And I don't want to just reduce her to character actor, but I say that specifically because she plays these kinds of characters. That you hate. That I hate. She's always kind of, like, kind of just shitty and just, like, rubs you in the wrong way, even when she's being nice. And, again, testament to her phenomenal acting. You know, I, I hated, I grew to love her in Parks and Rec as Jen Barber. But yeah, Poncho. <laughs> and so, uh, no, I think she, I'm glad that she is now officially part of the Marvel Universe because I think she is just such an amazing she actress. She brings something so unique to anything that she does. So just talking about specifically the actor, I'm here for Katherine Hahn. Yeah, and as a character, Agnes has been freaking hilarious, but I get where you say she... She's not, she's not an sinister, anomaly. But like she definitely Ominous. she knows shit. That's she what I well shit, I feel like there was in the first episode there was a, a I forget what it was but there was a moment where she kind of you maybe I don't even think she got a line but you saw it on her face where she's like what the fuck was that didn't react and then in the second episode she starts sort of leaning into it and I don't remember if it was the third or the fifth I don't even think she was in the fourth episode um was when stuff starts changing literally in front of her face and she can't be more obvious about the fact that she's like okay line like are we gonna take this from the top no we're rolling with it okay yes and uh and that's been amazing to see a character in a written show give off that vibe of a confused improv actor which definitely, like you said, that that's a little bit of some subtle foreshadowing as to like some. And she also stops one of the neighbors from saying something that he probably shouldn't have. It's like, girl, you are uh... kind of funny because she started it. She's she's stirring the pot. She wants Wanda to figure something out or vision to. Well, in the case, it was the conversation she had with the neighbor uh, and and vision. And he's like asking questions. She she knows what she's doing is the vibe I get. She's manipulative. She's not what she's doing. She's stirring the pot, but not enough where it'll get her in trouble. Yeah, she seems like, you did see that one scene with Vision at work where he is able to snap one of his coworkers out of it and see that like that get out moment. <laughs> and then he snaps him back into it because like, I don't fucking scare me. And it does seem like Agnes is one of the few characters who might not need that snap. Like, she's maybe been fully aware this whole time and is just kind of playing the role of, I'm not trying to get yeeted out of the county line. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. No, she, I don't, she knows. She's, she is lucid. She knows what's going on. She's playing along for one of two reasons, either for the sake of her life or for the fact that she is a part of whatever it is that's happening against Wanda. I agree. So, in episode four, mm-hmm. when they're displaying all the people, mm-hmm. they do have a file with her photo in it. No driver's license, no name on mm-hmm. the file. Mm-hmm. So, He's thinking, Lincoln. Well, what everyone has theorized, because she also wears a, I don't know if you've seen, she wears a brooch, a specific brooch, every single episode. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and most likely what she is, I think a lot of people already come to the conclusion on this, is that she's most likely Agatha Agatha Harkness, mm. who is a character from Marvel. She's an older witch lady mm-hmm. uh, who does work a lot with Doctor Strange, does work a lot with Wanda. She could be considered villainous. She's kind of like just a out of sorts player. I mean, um, she's technically Doc Ock. Let's just let's just get get that straight. She it's fucking it's interesting. It's interesting. I don't know if she will be the major villain. I think she was just a, a side hustle kind of villain. Um I just so my three options is it's Mephisto, it's 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 Wanda, it's all Wanda, which is what Monica said. But I don't know if that's all the way true. Or um or aim. And that's how it feels one of three. I feel like the um what the what's it called? I feel like the, the or Tony, Har- which or be. Tony, but yeah, I feel like the the Agatha Harkness one makes a ton of sense because in one of the the what's it called? Yeah, you recognize her? Yeah, uh, um, in one of the comic book arcs, isn't she like after Scarlet Witch is is tested on and sort of given these pseudo powers? Isn't she the one who teaches? Wanda how to use actual magic or am I confusing her with she's someone else? One, yeah, she's one of the major players with Wanda. Okay, so that would so, make a ton of sense. It would. Um, and then allegedly there's been set photos released. I don't know how much you want me to spoil things for you so I won't spoil. Allegedly there's set photos of Wanda and her in the Salem Witch Trials. Which is super good. Can I, can I fucking blow your mind now? Okay. Salem um, Connecticut is it Salem, Connecticut or Salem, Salem, Massachusetts? <laughs> excuse me. And Westview, New Jersey is a four-hour drive from each other. When you divide four, no, yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get flat Earth math. I'm gonna get flat Earth math on this shit. You ready for this? When you divide four by six, what do you get? That point six. Hold on. Zero point six 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 six. Yes. Oh, like the number of the beast? Like the number of the Oh. Beast. And the hexagon. So oh, six that makes way more sense. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking... Papa Sylvia! Who's Papa Sylvia? Fucking, yeah, all the way. All the way. But that's what I love about this show is that it, it's fun to theorize. Trying to even mm. figure out what's going on is the fun of it. Yes. So, spoilers for people, episode five. Pietro or Peter Maximoff is Which back. I said, I'm like, are they going to go back to calling him Peter? Are they sick? Hey, Peter, Peter. is uh, hey, back. Peter. Which I love. That tease was a double tease because you first open the door, and that's clearly the Aaron Taylor Johnson haircut on the it back. Was. It on, was. On the back. That think, was. I didn't think it was for. No, us. no, yes, but like clearly that was the Aaron Taylor Johnson haircut from the back. I felt like his and jacket matched too. Well, this is... This Peter wore that jacket. So, yeah. Raven never watched that. Yeah, yeah. So, I have a theory behind that. Two things mm-hmm. about this. I think that is Pietro. And, again, like, how things come into the Westview um, dimension. Like, spoiler alert, so like, it. when you go through this energy field that now surrounds Westview and stops things from coming in and out, when you go in, it modifies it to the generation or the where you're in. So that's clearly, I think, Pietro 
from the back, the modern day, and that it was he moved so fast that it took this the force field or the force in this universe to change him into 80s Pietro. I could see that also in that, like, okay, this is the older Pietro, so we're in the 80s coming into the 90s, so we're going to get the 90s version of him, but then... Yes, I recognize it. Whatever. One of them came before the other, but also it, it would be super interesting in that none of the other quote-unquote cast members have been recast, but there have been plenty of modern things that went in and became a different yes. thing. The only time I think they were able to send something modern in, quote-unquote, was when they used 80s technology yes. during the 80s decade. Which was really smart. I love that. But really it's like, cool. okay, but if that, yeah, that would make sense that, again, they did have to change the outfits and change everything else. They didn't change the physical representation, but then again, she did sort of like witness him die. So there could be something weird about that. And that like Vision's face didn't look like Vision's face at the end of the last episode uh, or at the end of the last movie. So, no, there was a split second where she. Yeah, you got a brief glimpse of it. So that I think is what Raul. I think I what like, Raul is saying is that that shot from the back of the head with the hairstyle could be that glimpse that we're getting. That maybe what we're seeing is not what we're seeing. So Raven's getting to my favorite little theory. I don't know. I'm Get not ready. Saying. Are you ready for this? I hope so because I do love Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay, are you ready for this? Is the Peter Maximoff we're seeing just Pietro's corpse? Fucking Floating. walking around everywhere. Damn. Gross. That'd be like a really metal turn for the show. That'd be sick. I don't know. It's been how many years, though? Like, how how much of the courts is Maybe left? that's why they it had to get reconfigured to Evan Peters, because like, he's been decomposing this whole time, and the closest thing it looks like is, which <laughs> I, I'm not saying anything bad about Evan Peters. Evan Peters clearly the more bonier of the two. He he, he is. He I is don't definitely. have enough parts together, so let me amalgamate a Frankenstein that looks like Evan Peter. Which is fun. Even if hypothetically, if, if I'm going to humor you for a hot second, if that's true, I personally, as a fan of Evan Peters, would find it hilarious because in season three of American Horror Story Coven, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen in the last 10 years that it came out, he, in the beginning of that show, dies in a bus bus crash with his fraternity brothers mm. and they all were like pieces together yeah. and as the show progresses the one of the girls who was like had a crush on him is a witch and with a, another fellow witch grabs pieces of the other bodies and his and Evan Peters's head and stitches and they make like their dream boyfriend and bring him to life so I just would think that's funny because of that, that little slight think about that. connection that's not that's more coincidental than anything, yeah. but still fun nonetheless. Yeah. So I mean, look, we've been walking around the how many episodes with a corpse vision walking around? For real. Okay, so this is what I think. Okay. I don't think it's actual corpse vision. Despite we saw her grab the corpse. I get it. Yes. But I think it's her mind. I think there's a line between yes this is the reality that she's manipulating and these things exist and also her psycho like her psyche like i do think throughout this whole thing if she did grab vision's corpse vision's corpse is like norma bates 
in an attic somewhere while this sitcom life is going down and she's just like had that moment of like oh my gosh the love of my life died and i'm just remembering seeing his corpse when i grabbed it his physical corpse floating around that she's having conversations with it's her visualizing what she remembers of the rotting mass of wires stuffed in a closet exactly like norman and norma bates from the bates motel and psycho that's what i think is going down okay that's a take then why why the when she turns around See, this is my thing. In episode four, when it happens, okay. So episode four, she blasts Geraldine slash Monica out the out of Westview, and this is my thought process: is that that cost her so much focus and energy to just do that, that when she turned to see Vision, that was what Vision was really supposed to be, not like I don't know, think of her imagination. Do you agree with that or no? Does yeah, that I think that's fair. It's a good good point. That's that's my only thing. But it also would be cool if it was that was just like her imagining vision, just the way vision. But I guess now even thinking about it out loud, I guess it wouldn't make sense if she's imagining vision. Why is vision having his own autonomous conversations and he's trying to figure shit out? (laughs) Good point. I feel like there's something fucky there. Well, I was also going to say on that, that thread, the idea that, um, Lost my train of thought. We were talking about vision. Has and, Wanda uh, become Michonne walking around with two corpses? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I tried. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I did wonder if. Um, oh my God, I totally lost my train of thought. We were talking about Wanda and, and we're talking about the corpse and the corpses and how. Vision's sort of been doing his own thing, so that doesn't super track with it all being a projection of Wanda. Um, no idea where I was going to go with that. Was it was <laughs> it Quicksilver? Was it something Quicksilver related? Or it was, but I do not remember what I was going to say. <laughs> so, um, my kind of like closing question: What do you guys think is going to happen the rest of the show? It's going to be wild. I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's only four more episodes, right? After five, it's only nine episodes, right? I think. Yeah, I'm not certain. Yeah. Like, I'm not privy on, like, what the structure is, yeah. how many episodes they have. I also am not really privy on, like, is WandaVision uh, related to the Winter Soldier show and Falcon? Like, are, it, are the Marvel shows that are coming out on Plus going to be like yeah part of the extended cinematics universe right there's no this is mcu proper Mm -hmm. everything it's gonna be like chronological like Mm -hmm. like i'm wondering maybe maybe i know that which thank god they said it like thank god like i have to i've now gotten to the point where i'm like i have to listen to what dates are in these things and like uh apparently all this stuff happened nine days after the blip mm. after they everyone came back. Come back. Mm. Let me tell you, that is the craziest scene I've seen in a show. Everyone coming back on the blip. The, chaos. the fucking chaos. I mean, I was wondering, and they didn't give us any established answer there. It was nice to get that cool little 
peep at what happened, but I was like, yo, what happens if someone was standing right where you were when you blipped away? Like, would you just rematerialize in between them? Yes. Yes. That's so fucking... Or, like, what if there's a wall now where you right? were blipped? Like, I w- I've been thinking about all those questions, and, like, oh, that, that scene was so... Probably didn't cost a lot. It just cost, like, having the actors there. Mm. But, like, it was, like, just insane watching, like, Monica go through a hospital where everyone is coming back. I didn't understand. I mean, I guess it could just be that, like, there were a lot of people in the hospital when the blip happened. But I was like, why are so many people phasing back into existence in this one hallway of the hospital? <laughs> no. For me, it was just, like, I there was, like, a weird sense of, like, relief that knowing that the people that did get blipped you know, unlike Spider-Man who sees himself and he freaks out as he's turning into dust. Like, Maria thought she was asleep for, like, a couple hours at yeah. most. Like, it was kind of like, oh, okay, that's nice that, like, they didn't go to hell or <laughs> they didn't, like, they didn't feel, like, oh, there a sense of time. There was no sense of time wherever they went where I'm yeah. like, I just lost five years of my life. What the fuck? You know, like, it didn't break their brain's to a worse extent that it could yeah. have been. It was like, oh, shit, what's going on? I took a little nappy nap. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of that scene, in a funny way. I wonder if it, I want to see the scene where they come back and they're like, wait, who is president? Donald, the the apprentice guy? What? Who's Joe Exotic? Who's Joe Exotic? <laughs> um, Captain America's like, here, but Captain America should have those videos like in Spider-Man Homecoming where it's like, so, so. you've just been <laughs> come back from being clipped. Here, I've been through what you're going through. Let me catch you up. I feel like Captain America is the perfect person to catch up Fuck, the people. I even think about that. Captain America is like the greatest <laughs> mentor. There's well, going to be sayings you're not going to understand yet. We <laughs> even saw that in Endgame that he was uh, attending therapy for people who'd been blipped. That was where we well, got for the... the- people who were left behind yeah i was like that's where we got the quote unquote canonically gay character played by one of the fucking russo brothers self-serving <laughs> bs yes. but um what was i gonna say man uh, my, okay my favorite part of that scene that was one of the better scenes in, in the show i feel um the best part i've seen for me is there's a guy He's like yelling, I gotta call my wife. But in my mind, I'm like, wait, are you calling your wife because your wife that was blipped just came back and now you have two wives situation? <laughs> or like, what's going on? Like, all the questions I had just from him saying, I, I gotta, gotta call, call my, my wife. wife. Which like, one? <laughs> oh, funny. No, it was, it was really well done. Yikes. Would your phone work if you came back from the blip? Not if you have Apple. Trench. Oh, because it's iOS. iOS, yeah. Uh, you like that joke? Like, you, you feel proud of that you joke? You have to buy a new phone every year because yeah. that's yeah. how Apple. You feel really proud yeah. of that joke? You As an Android user, he's, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're an Android. You like, you like being synonymous offended. with the phone that most people use that are, who are infidelists? You like that? Yeah. Or infidelis? <laughs> There's jokes. There's jokes. There's memes. There are memes. They're online about people who use Google and Android phones. Raul, stand up, everyone. Give a hand. (laughs) 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 Add that to the rotation. Add it to the fucking. How do we feel about bombing? uh, I don't know if you've seen so many online petitions at this point. 
begging Marvel to give Jimmy Woo, what's his name, right? Yeah. And Dr. Darcy. Yeah. Their own X Files style Marvel oh show. My God. That would be hilarious. I love Randall Park. I love, I love Randall Park. Park too. I love like all the f- that fucking joke, that juxtaposition joke about about the oh so you know one day yeah I would love to have a kid you know maybe have a my own little detective one day and she's like I mean a chip and like that was such like a mm, oh, they work well so trained. well together. Yeah. Doctor Darcy is really funny too, and I'm glad to see that she's progressing in her fields now. It's good yeah. good for her. And as a character, yeah. I thought we were done with her. If I'm being honest, like so many movies ago, I'm here for get, getting her back in there. Yeah. Um. I would love that. I would honestly love that. There's a lot of, clearly we could tell there's a lot of weird shit that mm-hmm. can happen in the show that that'd be great to have them be like an X Files, like a funny, like a funny lighthearted X Files, yeah, which I would love. Of course. Um, yeah, man. And I, I've always had a thing for this girl. What's his name? What's her name? Who plays Darcy? I forget her face. What's her name? I forgot her name too. But apparently you're not that into her. So. I mean, I, I'm. Damn. I'm in. I've I've bought I've sold on that yeah. Um, oh Jennings, Cat Jennings, ha Cat Jennings. See, nice. I did remember. You're welcome. <laughs> we got there. We um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do we feel about them as characters? Where do you think they're gonna progress as characters? Because it seems like even within Sword, mm. well, it's not even Sword because like as we see, you know, there it's all hands on decks from everywhere. What's up with Homeboy that wanted to shoot Wanda? Because now we have mm-hmm. in-house. We're at a crossroads in-house mm-hmm. where we have some people who are like, "No, we got to take her out." Now we got some people that it's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> like, let's let's calm well, down. Let's let's be real right now. She has like three thousand people hostage and for a while. I hear you for a while. I do think it was shady as hell. Of I don't know the dude's name, but whoever is the military guy overseeing this sword operation, he gave them the 1980s drone that they asked for. But I don't know if you noticed because it I didn't click for me at first. But he they kept trying to talk to Wanda on the microphone, and that's because I can't do that with an actual microphone. But they kept trying to talk to Wanda and nothing was coming through is because he didn't actually connect the microphone. He only let them fly the drone in so he could shoot her. I was like, that's oh, fucked shit. up. I didn't think about that. He had no intention of letting them talk to her. Fuck, that even proves my aim theory more. God damn it. I have a feeling it's going to be aim. I have a feeling it's going to be aim. I could see it. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Um, so what do I get if it's Tony Stark? Fuck. I'll, I'll go $100 deep on dim sum. Dim sum good odds. Um, it'll be something. It has to be something I got. That, that was a great. And that would be, I mean, if anything, Spider-Man 3 kind of alluded to that he has, like, fail Yeah, he had all sorts like of stuff that. thought through. Like, he had a fucking whole... I feel like it's because, honestly, even from, like, the Marvel company perspective, yes, Tony Stark, R.I.P. is dead, but Marvel, the company, is never gonna let... They're gonna try to squeeze as much Tony Stark post-mortem as much as possible as we saw in Spider-Man. They, not, like, not in a gross... I mean, it's kind of mm. a little gross. Like, cash cow way. But it still fits the narrative. Yeah. Um, two things. Who do we think is the 
the witness protection person that that um that the FBI guy was going after Ray Park was going after Ray oh, Park. Oh, that's right. We get this big illusion that someone in Westview is in witness protection. Yeah. Um. What? Uh. No. Fairly odd parents. I don't know. I... The reference Lagos. That was a slow. Uh, that was fucking great. That was a reference to. That was a reference to Civil War. Okay. Um. When she throws up. Um. Her, his name was uh, Crossbones. When he throws up Crossbones, that he's about to explode, and he blows up that whole floor of a building by mistake because mm-hmm. she saw him up there. That's why I love that commercial. Question: When they pass over the the paper towel the second time, it doesn't clean up, right? It just pushes the water. Something like that. I I, I think I remember what you're talking because about. Because they, they were like Lagos, you know, sometimes you can't clean up the mess or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. I was like, oh, it's fucking great. What a shot at Wanda. Um, oh. So no, I'm confusing that with. I don't know who it would be. Which now even that I think like, about it, in a crazy way that ties in Wakanda to fucking the like who could be coming like, after I Wanda. I was like trying to think in my head. I'm like maybe even like Storm, like Wakanda. Well, Wakanda like... for sure because Wakanda will have something out for for Scarlet Witch for kill again. Another reason why she's one of the most messed up people. One time she tried and do something right, she kills hundreds of people. <laughs> she kills True. Uh, Wakanda has the tech. Fuck! Wakanda has the technology to do all these things. It's been shooty all along. Oh fuck! Fuck! <laughs> nah, she's got bigger fucking shit to worry about in Wakanda right now. Yeah. Oh fuck! I don't know, man. Oh shit! I didn't even think about that. Need Black Panther two right now, and Captain Marvel too. So it has to be a humanoid because there is human technology that can make a place look like that and have an energy field because of Wakanda. Holy fuck, Marvel. Why are you trying to fuck my brain? So, like you, you, I feel me. like you finally feel, you, you feel confident that you figured something out. You have enough theories that one of them, you're like casting a wide bet. And then all of one little detail would be like, motherfucker. Yeah, you know, I always win when I bet on ponies, because I bet on all the ponies. <laughs> what movie is that? Aziz Ansari. Aziz. Uh, the, the one, you know how bad I got at one point? So, <laughs> the show, they show the hex. Me at the math, no, get ready, get ready <laughs> for this. Me at the get ready math. for this one, dog. Um, <laughs> there was, a, they had a hexagon, they show the hexagon shape of the overlay of the, of the, of Westview. Mm-hmm. And there's like, ley line streets that look like a symbol. When you look at it hexagonally on mm-hmm. Westview, and I went on like an hour dive of Marvel symbols and shapes that could, like, I was like, oh my God, it's the Doctor Strange window. No, it's not the Doctor Strange window. Oh, it's this thing. No, it's not this thing. I'm like, fucking went deep dive. I deep, I, deep. Those are deep. the worst, though, because I've done that too, where I see something and I'm like, oh my God, I know that. But it's like comic books are such a sprawling empire of literature and symbols and characters that trying to figure out which one that is, it really, you do start to drive yourself crazy. You're like, I know it exists. I know it exists. I think watching it, so like, Raven doesn't have a lot of knowledge of the MCU because he didn't watch a lot of the MCU movies. However, he does have vast comic books knowledge where i don't it's the opposite so i feel like we're lucky where we have the kind of like the, the advantages of both you know teams where it's like oh the strengths of both the weakness yeah, of none 
Or I'm like, oh, hey, let me explain you, you what happened. You guys are like Blade. God, I wish. I thought the end. Oh, okay, cool. All right, um, let's wrap it up because I know you guys have to drive home. You're supposed yeah. to be home. Um, um, is there anything you guys want to plug? Uh, uh, or help us. Yeah. Uh, oh, I <laughs> no idea if I'm going to go anywhere with the project, but I did record a couple of videos and put them up on the YouTubes uh, as a just like a as a let's play thing, oh, just cool. dicking around. So what were you playing? Uh, um, well, the first one I had to establish that I I am qualified to run a YouTube gaming channel. Uh, so I did Aim Lab, which I don't know if you know what that is. It's no it's a training software. Like it's barely even a game, but uh, it gives you really cool like statistics and points. Like oh wow, you're super accurate, but your this is your reaction time, and this is your latency on the left side of the screen versus the right side. So it's a really cool way to train as a gamer to get really good at all okay. sorts of different gaming tactics and techniques. Mm -hmm. um, nailed that, obviously. Otherwise, why would I be doing this? Um, <laughs> And then for the second one, just because I could, it's too fun to not to. I started playing Half-Life because it's probably my Ooh. favorite game series of all time. Half-Life 3 confirmed? And what's that? Half-Life 3 confirmed? <sighs> Gabe Newell. Gabe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I'm hoping that I'm, I'm not going to do a Freeman's Mind and take four years to get through <laughs> it. But I am hoping that if I do Half-Life series, and hell, I can even do the Gearbox ones. I can play Decay and Opposing Force and all that, and then I can get through Half-Life 2, and hopefully, at that point, we will have Half-Life 3 confirmed. So, for, for those not to know, <laughs> Half-Life 1 and 2 are considered, like, revolutionary, amazing games that brought, like, sandbox technology to, like, a storyline game. Uh, Gabe Newell is the creator of not only Half-Life, but also Steam, which is, like... And Valve. And Valve, oh, excuse me. So, um... The, the funny meme is that, you know, Half-Life 3 confirmed because everyone's waiting for Half-Life 3. So, yeah, Half-Life came out as almost 25 years old. That game is old as rocks. It came out at around the same time as Quake. Um, and so that game came out. And then when did they finally release Half-Life 2? Like 2008? Something like that. Like, yeah. it, was almost a de it was over a decade before they finally released the sequel. And now it's been another, like, 15 years. And it's like, Gabe! Give us the third. It's a trilogy. It's always been supposed to be a trilogy. It was written as a trilogy. Please give us the game. There's so many plot holes we need to fill. You remember when you can't. Remember when you can't. That's still. God, that's such a fucking classic moment. Uh, we still quote that to each other all the time. It's just. It was <laughs> such like a memorable. Like almost like like surreal. out of surreal, yes, out fucking, of body. Like <laughs> I just saw an old man Jenkins in real life. <laughs> like holy shit! It was just and it encapsulated like how we were feeling about DC at the time, it and was, like that was DC's embodiment of their fan outreach. <laughs> Remember when you can? <laughs> I should have ever. I should have made that fucking shirt. Amazing. <laughs> Uh, oh, um, uh, so uh, during the pandemic, I started cooking more, I guess. I don't know. We cook pretty much daily. Uh, but I started posting pictures of what I was cooking on my personal Instagram, like a basic individual. And I noticed those were the most popular posts that I was posted that, you know, most positive reaction and yeah. positive feedback. So I decided to 
uh, start my own little foodie page. And by foodie, I just mean I like to eat, uh, not a gourmand or a snobbity snobby pants. So if you like looking at pictures of food and even want some recipes, uh, you can find me on Instagram at I period eat my feelings because unfortunately I eat my feelings was already taken. Mm. They got to add the period after the I. Yes. And remember to follow Raven's photography at bind photography. Mm-hmm. B I N D. And I forgot to, to say it while I was uh, talking about it, but uh, the YouTube is chef Boyardee bag. Um, <laughs> pretty sure it's all, if I'm not mistaken, there might be a space in there, but I'm pretty sure it's all one word, but a hyphen between D and bag. Question. Are we still promoting Bagheera? Any? No. Yeah, if you want uh, pictures, inconsistent pictures of cats that are <laughs> five months apart, please follow our fur baby, Bagheera, uh, the, one of the unofficial cosplay fame mascots along with Gatsby. Yeah. Uh, you can follow him at Bombay Bagheera. Awesome. Uh, and what about you? Uh, just Where can the lovely Miamians see you? Where can people travel from afar to hear some fantastic so. stand-up comedy. If you want to hear some okay comedy, guys, you can uh, just follow me at. I, I'm please don't go crazy because this is my personal page, which I'm now kind of converting into a general page. Um, you just follow me. You're a comedy page. No, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> wow, you're obviously not serious about your craft. I'm not serious about social media anymore. Okay, I got into a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of took um, what's this thing? The what's the fucking movie that came out recently? The social dilemma. I kind of took it no. a little too seriously. I mean, good for you though. Yeah. Um, uh, so just follow me at R D H I T O. It's just six letters. R D H I T O. It's a miracle I still have that fucking username. Uh. Um, and uh, I'm usually performing on Wednesday nights and Friday nights. Um, and you can find me. I'm usually in the Miami Fort Lauderdale area, uh, doing my standees. Okay. Uh, love you guys. Pleasure. Was a pleasure to do this Let's again. Do this again, but not on Saturdays because you're busy. We've never been able to properly figure out how to do this from a distance, but I believe that technology has come far enough. We could try again. We can definitely do a Zoom from a distance, or we can do the IG. I used to love doing I like the, IG the IG lives. I love doing mm-hmm. them. I love seeing like all the variations of sexy Raven. It was fucking great. Should we do Valentine's? Ooh. Oh, wait, do you have plans with your parents? No, 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 I don't. Oh, um, okay. uh, well, actually, I do, but I don't. Yeah, but I do. Um, so, uh, yeah, guys, uh, just follow us, and we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for still caring. And thank you for caring about <laughs> yeah. us, you know. Um, and uh, be safe out there, okay? Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Even if you're vaccinated, they don't know. They don't know. Over the nose. We might, we might sell. I've been thinking about selling a shirt saying, "Hey, relax, I'm vaxxed. Relax, I'm vaxxed." You're welcome. I gave you that idea for the shirt. I mean, for the actual phrase, not the shirt. All right, y'all stay gorgeous. <laughs> All the night. Hasta luego, homie. Bye. Bye.